Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. I got a colonoscopy next week. You want to do beers after that? (laughs) I figured I'd get drunk after that. You might want to get drunk before it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I can. (laughs) No, you can't. Yeah, you got to drink that. Oh, I got to drink that. It's Uh, so bad. Is it? I think I'm a year out on that. You never drank it? Dude, it's so bad. They gonna stick something up my ass. Yeah, you won't know that. That ain't the bad part. You're gonna enjoy that. Cause you just gonna. You're gonna enjoy that. You're not even gonna know what happened to you. You're gonna be sitting down so much the night before. It's not farting. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh God. yeah. The night before my colonoscopy. Yes. Yeah, they're trying to. Never mind. Clean me out. Probably. Yes. So I'm gonna lose some weight. You're going to lose a lot of weight. It's going to be like the faucet. You're going to sit down. It's going to be like a faucet. Through a screen door. Oh, yeah. wow. Easily. <laughs> Easily. Yeah, just... Can I drink the night before or no? You're going to drink that liquid they give you, and it does not taste like sweet tea or water. It tastes way worse than anything. Like, oh, awesome. And it stinks so bad. Like You're going to have to hold your nose when you're drinking it. My God. Ugh, you got, you're making my stomach tear up it's, talking about it. It's terrible, man. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Door Bumper Clear, presented by OfferPad. I'm Freddie Kraft, and today my driver, Bubba Wallace, joins us. Plus, we'll talk about no natural cautions at Richmond, what TJ said on the radio, and the playoff bubble heading into Bristol. Play us into the show, Blake. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Hey, me too now. This is Freddy Kraft. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. Uh, watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors. It's part of the 22 Cup car. Uh, 99 truck again. It seems like it was forever ago, but full house again today. Brett Griffin, spotter, Clint Boyer. <laughs> That's all he does. He's not lying. <laughs> uh, what's up, Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, today's guest. Um, also, Derek Krause. Had Jeffrey Earnhardt one more time this week, so full slate for me. These guys part-time workers. We also have our lovely Hannah Newhouse back in the house. Is that? Can you say so that? So do I get to call myself the super, what was it, the super sub now that you're full-time? Yeah, you could be super sub now. You could be everybody's favorite sub. Cool. Perfect. Yeah, well, I'm Hannah Newhouse again, filling in for Casey Boat, who is on mom duty now, and then, of course, our producer. 
Thank you, Hannah. Jason Schultz here. Happy to be here. I literally have breaking news right now. Right now. Right now. I went back and listened to last week's show, and we have to congratulate Jason for finally being out of puberty. His voice has gotten deeper. I could not believe. <laughs> oh my god! I could not believe what he sounded like when I went back. It was the highlight of last week's show. Was listening to how de- it's like he went from a kid in puberty <laughs> to Trace Atkins. Jason, congratulations! Thank you. It's really cool to turn thirteen years old now. <laughs> Don't talk too much. He's Jason. just upset because Chuck E. Cheese is still closed, so he can't. They're they're on they're on pizza only over there. I heard so. Yeah. Don't talk too much, Jason. If your voice cracks a little bit, it's over. <laughs> we don't need that. Hannah, I feel like we've raised you on this show. <laughs> From I started when I was nineteen, so I guess so. Yeah. yeah. So congratulations. Uh, How old are you now, Jason? I guess you got to shave your legs now. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, did you fall out of the seat this week? Not no. as bad as last week. Uh, she, good. She made a last. What lap is pass. this? Not as bad, bull. Yeah. Did you fall out again? Well, I mean, you were putting salt. No. You were putting in some time last week to try to prepare yourself a little bit more. Yeah. Yep. Look yep. at Hannah's so, dog behind her on TV. What, you he, guys, you guys he, are listening, but we can see Hannah via Zoom, and her dog is literally. Can what's he this? see through blinds? Because he's looking at him. <laughs> she. No, they're, that one's closed, but the other two are open. Oh, and we've okay. got like seven cats that just roam our neighborhood, and they'll sit at yeah. our window. There's two of them sitting here taunting her. Well, let her out. Your dog's got a weird name too, like like Susan. Like, what's yeah, your dog's, what's your name? dog's name? Yeah, my dog's name is Janet. Jesus. Janet. Janet. Susan. Janet Jackson. Janet. <laughs> We need to ask. We need to ask Bubba about that today. Actually, you think he remembers? I don't know. He might. So a long time ago, I mean, we're talking this, six years ago. Yeah, this is Xfinity days. We were Xfinity teammates. Elliot was at Roush, and Bubba was at Roush, and I was looking at my phone during practice, and and I was on break. Obviously, Elliot wasn't on the racetrack, and and Freddie was keyed up talking. Bubba to was Bubba. coming out of the garage. And I noticed on my phone that Janet Jackson was playing a concert somewhere that we were going. And so I'm screaming about Janet Jackson. And Bubba, <laughs> Bubba hears me over. You can hear in the background. <laughs> but Brett's going, Janet Jackson, we, we go to Chicago, Janet, J- Janet f- Jackson. And I'm like, what? And Bubba's going, I get off the button like, I'm like, all right, you're clear behind this guy. And Bubba's like, who the hell is up there talking about Janet Jackson? I'm like, oh, you can hear that? That's Brett. He's excited. Sorry. I was screaming at Freddie. We got to go see Janet oh, Jackson. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure he <laughs> he was thinking in the car. Yeah. What the heck? What in the hell is going on up there? Clear behind Janet Jackson. <laughs> Hannah, I love your new T-shirts. Can I get one? Yeah. I'm, when, I, when I'm allowed back in the studio... You're going to bring me one? I'm bringing one? everyone but TJ one. Yeah. Oh, Good, that's Because really TJ nice. didn't buy in. <laughs> yep. How yep. much How much are the t-shirts selling for? Too uh, much, obviously. Like 20, 25. Where, where Holy I, cow. Where can I go get them at? I'm pretty much out of them. Wow. Oh, hot commodity. Look at you being popular. Yep, Good I'm work. pretty much out of them. I think I have like three or four larges left and like one two x and a couple xl let me ask you this so you don't have to say how many you got but how many did you sell because I, every time i like i got t-shirts from my dad a couple years ago it's like i'm gonna sell these for 20 bucks and it's like yeah i think i sold like 10 of them and just gave the rest out to my buddies like that's exactly, how it, got one. <laughs> exactly um, how it goes Are you, can you save I that two had... x for freddie if you only have one left you got the co- i just need oh, yeah. the, i need the yeah. car cover off the truck this is all i need <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I think they were cool T-shirts. I want one. Yeah, me too. And I got twenty yep, bucks. I got you guys. Unlike unlike t- tight ass TJ over here, I got twenty bucks. 
Jeez, yeah, TJ tried right. to recover last week. Was like, oh, I got a cool idea, guys. I, I got a cool idea. I did have a good idea, but then I backed out of it. So. Still haven't heard about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's TJ, a little, it's TJ a little was, scary. TJ was supposed to play Jason for a hundred dollars in basketball, and I'm waiting on and homeboys ACL, and he still ain't <laughs> playing here. I'm pretty healed. sure I was in there last year, and he was hobbling around on crutches. And TJ's like, so we're gonna go play some ball? It's I'm like, still waiting. It's a good walk. time to ask. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm like, still yeah. waiting. I'm waiting too. I think we should let the pandem- pandemic end, so we're not. Yeah. Actually, we should live in a bubble for two weeks and then play the game. So maybe this offseason. You already live in a bubble, Jason. You're in that, you're in that locked-in room coming out of puberty. <laughs> Jeez, oh, man. We don't actually let Jason out. He's actually in there all week. Like that's the I, I, I challenged a guy to a quarterback competition this week. I don't I think he wanted anything s- to do with that. it. Is that Denny Hamlin's crew chief? Yeah. yeah he didn't yeah. want anything to do with that. Did you guys I mean, see that? He saw that ridiculous throw you threw last night, probably yeah. after – Six fireballs, and he knew that. He I can still spin it, Freddie. I'm confident in that. So you're the armchair quarterback? Uh-huh. That's, well, he, he called, I think we all are. He called all three of us armchair quarterbacks, and I actually played quarterback. I, so you I play quarterback, to. I'll cover the armchair part, and, yeah. and I'll, TJ will TJ yeah. somewhere in the middle. I just – I don't – I don't know. Whatever. I guess you're not <laughs> – I guess, I guess he didn't agree with what we said. He knows more than us, obviously. Obviously. So – I haven't watched many races or spotted many races for 15, 17 years or whatever, so it's all good. I wonder how many I've actually spotted. Like, I've missed three races of spotting since 2001 Daytona 500. So I'm not smart enough to come up with a math. I always text Jason when I have mathematical questions, and he sends me back the answer. Because I'll think I know something, and Jason will confirm that I don't know it. <laughs> don't Isn't that like armchair quarterback slogan for, like, Fans that aren't involved. That's like, what I thought too when I read it. I was like, armchair quarterback. That, I'm pretty sure I've worked more than I you have get. around here. I've watched more races in my sleep than this guy's watched alive. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know his his past or track record, but I mean, I like, I don't, I, I don't really don't know. I mean, he's been successful as well, which is great. I mean, congratulations. Yeah, I mean, awesome. But, so have I. Yeah. So have you. <laughs> We're all successful. I just, I just thought it was more well, of a Freddie, fan. Freddie might be hit or miss thing. on that. <laughs> Freddie hadn't really done much yet. Listen, if you if you've been involved in a, in a touring series win, that's that's tar- that's hard to accomplish no matter what series it's in. Agree. What trucks, Xfinity, Cup, everything. If you've been a part of any of that, even I mean, even if you go back to the K and N stuff, that stuff's you know even uh, a touring late model deal, anything, man. It, those races are hard to win. You're not uh, look at Hannah. You show up to the Hickory. That's t- it's still hard, isn't it? Like it's winning races is not easy. Oh yeah, so. no, it's not easy. I, I was a little arrogant showing up thinking <clears throat> that I could just jump in the car and win, but it's not easy, especially no. out here. Well, that's because Garrett won. You figured if Garrett can do it, anybody can. Pretty so. much, I really did. <laughs> to be honest with you, Garrett was Garrett was texting Freddie and I uh, pictures and updates yesterday. <laughs> oh man, oh, Garrett's boy. such a nice guy. Right until he gets on TV and blames Freddie for wrecking. <laughs> He's still a nice guy. <laughs> just didn't really agree with him very much. Uh, speaking of winning, we had a hell of a day yesterday, Brett. We did. Bodie won two baseball games back-to-back. Well, he knocked in the game, the go-ahead run is what he did. He needed to. He did because he screwed up out number three the inning before. <laughs> he made out number two. Out number three, he blooped it off his That uh, wasn't his fault. It was a bad hop. Was, I'll give him credit. But it, Toby even said after the game, he's like, look, don't be on his ass about that. It was a bad hop. I was like, we won the game. I'm not going to be on his ass. <laughs> if he lost, uh, it was going to be bad. If he lost, it was going to be a <laughs> no long. dinner. So you're the, you're the parent that they come and find after the after the game. Yes. You they take don't have it easy. No, on. no, no. They don't come find him. He goes and finds them <laughs> okay. is how that works. And I have problems. I need medication, I've decided. 
Maybe you shouldn't attend these and someone just tell you how they go. No, that's even worse because I've been home like during the week and he's been gone and I've gone to a couple games uh, and then you're trying to text him like updates and it's just he's angry at you. What? I, why, how can you? I mean, I, what the? So there's, uh, there's four people texting him updates and it's still not enough. Thank God it. for the Game Changer app. Now Game Changer app for baseball is awesome. What is that? It tells me the score. It tells me if my kid got on base with a hit. Like it tells me everything. But my so watch, somebody's putting in my watch yesterday, in. TJ. So Bodie was playing pitcher for half the game, which is just which is, the coach is pitching. So you're standing next to the coach playing yeah, the field. But every pitch they threw, my 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 watch was going off with an alert whether Bodie threw a ball or a strike or <laughs> he got the batter out or it was. So somebody's typing that yeah, in, and sending it. That's somebody cool. there like keeping the scoreboard. Wow. Yeah. This is awesome. Awesome wow. day. I was glad we got out of bed for that. Yeah, man, I got I got home at two fifteen. Uh, man, they tech all sixteen cars. Oh yeah, all these playoff cars. So I got on the plane at eleven. We finally took off at like one fifteen or one o'clock or whatever it was. Land at one forty. I walk in my house two fifteen. Three thirty, I fall asleep. Seven thirty, I'm up. You know, boom, eight thirty, we're out the door. We're going to ball game. And then uh, and last year we won two games all year. Two out of nineteen. We had great athletes and coaches and now we have great coaches and no athletes but we're winning ball games that's the key not well, just two we have we have great we have great athletes uh, great coaches and it's just crazy how much of a difference coaching makes i mean you look at nick saban you know who walks in and can automatically win games you look at coach k like he goes out with back surgery duke can't win basketball games the minute he comes back boom they're winning like coaching is such an underrated thing in this in this world i think no matter how old they are Oh, I agree with that. I, the, simply because we've been through being a Bills fan. Obviously, we've been through a lot of coaches. Nice win yesterday. Yeah, we've been through a lot of coaches, and they hire this McDermott and, and guy and, and Brandon Bean, and they've completely turned the whole organization around as far as like what kind of contracts they have on people. There's uh, the the atmosphere there is entirely different now. Your atmosphere was already crazy. It was well. I'm Freddy's cracking beers. <laughs> I'm saying like the players now. You know, with no fans, I was reading reading some thoughts, some interviews with the players after that, and they were like, "We didn't need, you know, we need, we missed the fans tremendously because the Bills fans are crazy. They're, they're insane." But he's like, "The coach did a good job. We had our own energy from our coach." And to me, when the players come out saying they had their own energy, that that's what the coaching does. They build the players up, ready to go out there and win. Yeah. So, and they're they're trying they're do your job basically, and they've got all these players playing for the right reasons. So, and it makes a huge difference. That's awesome. That's fun. NFL yeah. kicked off. Man, just think of all the sports we got going on right now. It's insane. So the other day, I forget all the what NFL day players passed. Like no, there's yeah, no oh, positive yeah. test. Well, every day, I think it was Friday. Thank God they were checking for weed. It was no, it had to be. I think it was Saturday. It had to be Saturday. No, Thursday because it, it was Thursday was the first day yeah. that every sport was playing at the same time. Wow. Like I mean, I maybe it wasn't every sport, but it was like ten. It was like. NBA, NFL, NHL. You had your pick. WNBA, NCAA, like every sport, NASCAR, everything was going on. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of how was Richmond? You guys, I don't know. I didn't have a very good Richmond, so I don't know about you guys. Thursday was fun. fun. I mean, Saturday was, we ran really good Thursday. Probably should have won the race again. Uh, Just I got got on the other side of the tire strategy. We didn't pit with 70 to go and put our last set on. A few did that weren't running as good. Uh, took a swing at it. Grant, That's what they had to do. Damn, Grant come from the Lucky Dog to win the race. Yeah, he was he was one of them ones that had no choice yeah, but had to, to put, put the tires, tires on. Um, it's just crazy, you know. You guys are you guys are working more races than I am, so I get the opportunity to consume it. And 
our Xfinity race once again. Those two races were the best we, best races of the weekend. I mean, you you, you watched Algaier, you know, manage his tires, go up there, take the lead. Next day, does the same thing. Like, I, I don't know why we're not migrating the Cup cars to what the Xfinity cars are doing because it's a better everything. And 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 I'm going to go out on a limb and just say it. Our our tires sucked. On no, Saturday, they were night. great. I we told you. we had fall off, but they just—it's not producing the racing that we're seeing in in the Xfinity series. Didn't we run the same? Do we run the same tires? Xfinity it's a car? Phoenix. It's a Phoenix tire. I was told. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought we were on the same tire. Maybe we weren't. I, I I really don't know though. But I just think it comes down to the um, look at Dover, TJ. It got it got a lot better because they went in there and managed the tire thing differently. I, I just think it. I think it matters too the amount of downforce we still have. Way yes, um, abundant amount of downforce. I still think the, the front of these cars are slot cars. You know, I still think that's uh, we're we're just everything so gripped up and planted into the ground. And you know, they're trying to get to the they're trying to get the other. You know, the the trucks are trying to get planted. The Xfinity cars are trying to get planted, but they don't have quite the downforce the Cup car has. Um, I, I don't know any. I don't think so anyway. But um, we're just planted too much from. You know, just this is my opinion. I just think we're. I mean, we did up. see a few passes. I don't know. Do we see any passes, real passes for the lead on Sunday, other than you and two car beating each other to death? Just, um, just not like strategy. Yeah, know. there was always a tire a tire difference. I mean, Brad. Yeah, Brad. We short pitted a little bit, like two lap. Actually, only a lap before Brad and jumped. I mean, the ninety five caught me from a straightaway back. I'm telling you, he run me down in four or five laps, and when he caught me. It was over. He could not pass me. And I literally was like, well, we're getting ready to lose spot. Yeah. Next thing I know, I look up, and he's back a half straight away behind me. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think you could pass. I just don't know. It, it was hard for sure, and you had to work around it. Um, but if a guy was a little bit better, the two was just ridiculous. I think the three was a second-place car, maybe third. Wow, where did he come from? He Last was just two weeks. Yeah, he was two weeks has been amazing. He was timing the um, – he actually made a huge mistake this last race and yeah. actually fought his uh I don't know if you know the crew chief or what or some, whatever they were calling to make them short pit stops like the short um tire run they were leaping that positions and keeping it you know they would jump a bunch of cars and only lose one or two after they did it right so solid work by them um to to do that they're taking a big risk when you pit that early because if the caution comes out Ooh, you're two down you, yeah, you're done. Probably one at that down. Point. Yeah, if you run I, twenty more laps. I would say, I would say you're probably close. You're probably two down if you pit under green, or depends on where you're but running. But you get the starts. first one back pretty quick. Yeah, but it's a there's Still so a many cars a lap down at that point. It's going to be hard to do. Definitely hinders your race. Um, but no, they were they've been solid, man. Uh, he, you know, minus that mistake, which you know, you, you as we get deeper into the playoffs, you can't make the mistakes. All three of us would have lost this bet. Who is going to miss the second round, Ryan Blaney or Austin Dillon? Yeah, yeah we all would have lost. We would have lost it by a lot of money. Yeah. I got to lost a house payment if you'd have made me bet. I'm that. not even sure Austin was in the playoffs until he won. He wasn't. was he? No. So, yeah. I mean, this guy and and Ryan Blaney have literally flipped roles. Even I'll tell you what, man. The eight and the three, I would have I would have thought after the. First month of the season, the eight would be where the three is right now. I, I don't disagree with you there either. The eight had speed. We, so. we talked about that though. You know, when you like when you have somebody like the eight pushing you, you know, it'll, it'll light a fire in your ass, and, and it's got Austin. It's going. obviously been good, man. So, yeah, it's, good uh, move for them. Yeah. Hey, Hannah. 
Just letting you guys go. Hey, actually, Don't let on Saturday, go. I was trying to uh, watch everything in between getting rained out at Hickory. But uh, we were talking about Bubba earlier and how he'll be on. But uh, Twitter went after Bubba again for uh, getting into old seven time there, Freddie. Yeah, a dumbass. What an idiot. Just, what happened? Did you hit somebody? He wrecked Jimmy down the front stretch. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we, I thought we were the one supposed to do that We stuff. can ask him about it when he gets on here, but, I mean, he, he just, like, we were racing Jimmy. He was on the outside. We were on the bottom working the bottom, and we just, Bubba was just trying to get in line behind him and just misjudged it and hit him in the quarter. And then when he hit him in the quarter, just shot Jimmy in the outside wall and killed his right rear. We got underneath him, and Jimmy took a hell of a run at us in turn one. If he would have hit us, Bubba would still be feeling it. But, uh, yeah, Bubba's like immediately, he's like, oh, my God. I'm Tell him I'm sorry. Of course, Earl's 12 stories above me. Can't get to him. I sent him a text. He's like, I told him. Bubba called Jimmy afterwards. I think they're okay. But, like, way to go. The GOAT, the guy's going out of retirement. You just knock him right out of the race. So, here's another bet you would have lost. Who won a cup race more recently? Jimmy Johnson or Casey Kane? Yeah. Casey Kane and Indy? Casey Kane, a points race. It's Casey Kane at Indy over Jimmy Johnson at what? Dover, Jason? Dover 2017 that year, which was in like, June. That's a crazy – like if you had told me Casey Kane's been out of racing for two years, that he run he won a, a points race more recently than Jimmy Johnson. I wouldn't have believed that. No, I wouldn't have either. Uh, the, Jimmy's been fast this what year. What year did he win Homestead? 16? No. Who? Jimmy? Oh, Jimmy, yeah, when he won the championship. Yeah. That had to be 16 or 17. 16. Then he won three races in 17. Dover, June 2017 is the last one. Gotcha. That doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But I, I know. But that's that how crazy. crazy this world is, man. Three years. I mean, no I was wins. still at Hendrick when that happened, too, then. I was still there. Yeah. So, it's been a while. Dropping knowledge on you people. That's yeah. what we do. First time for everything. Wasn't, wasn't that Indy race the one that took forever, forever. to finish? Forever. There was yeah, like I watched three cars that left. I watched the end of it on my couch at home for some reason. We did something. To that, that's when we saw that Casey Kane physically was not well. He was struggling to stand up in the victory lane pictures. He was struggling to do what he did, kissing the bricks. His motor coach driver uh, was having to assist him physically with everything that he did. That's when Casey Kane, I think, started having the dehydration issues that he had. And, look, he went on to race, obviously, another year. Um, not not a full year, though. You know, he retired uh, the next year. I think I, I think we were at Bristol when he announced that he was no longer going to be able to race. And what a great guy. we got to get him on the show sometime because he's one of my favorite. He's one of the nicest guys in the sport but uh, and a huge talent. You know, I don't. I think he reminds me of a Kevin Harvick, right? Kevin Harvick comes to the sport, has some success, gets with a super team, and then boom, blows up. And and Casey kind of did the same thing, but when he got with a super team, he wasn't able to win races like I thought he was going to do. But nonetheless, great guy, huge, great career. That's what I hate about our sport is he announced he was retiring and he fell off the face of earth. We've not heard a word from him. Like he should be grand marshal at races. He should be. We needed a guy like him around because he. You know, he was a Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon kind of shifted us in the mainstream. Casey Kane brought a lot of teenage kids into our sport as fans when he came in, and a lot of girls because they thought he was hot. He Can- is hot. The Kaniacs. The Kaniacs. He's a hot guy. Kaniacs. He's probably still hot. And he's forty <laughs> years old now. Uh, I bet he wouldn't fall out of the seat, Hannah. <clears throat> yeah, probably yeah. not. He does all that running stuff, all that endurance running and biking. That's Triathlon what you need to do. Stuff, swimming, biking. Yeah, yep, when's yours? 
Who do you think wins Never. a race? Let's let's <laughs> let's ask you I a question. I talk for a living. Who wins a race right now in a truck at Hickory? You or Haley Deegan, head to head? Haley Deegan. She beats you. Come on, Hannah. She. That girl races every single weekend for the last three years in something. I jump in a truck once in the last two years. You can't take her. Garrett did it. Huh? Garrett races every weekend. You can't take I her. I don't know if you call that racing. <laughs> so you, so okay. you say it. Well, I forget I asked you that question because your answer sucked. Yeah. yeah. Take, take that answer out. <laughs> yeah. Delete. Cut. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, before we get started, let's hear more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Hi, we're OfferPad, the new way homes are sold. Go to OfferPad.com, tell us about your home, and we'll send you a great purchase offer. Or, if that's not your style, we can also list your home with tons of free OfferPad services. Free handyman fixes, house cleaning, yard work, and more to get your home show ready. We can even advance renovation costs to maximize your home's value. Whatever way you want to sell, you're sold with OfferPad. Sell your way today at OfferPad.com. Freddie, looks like your driver is on the line. Let's bring Bubba Wallace in. What up? Not chilling. Not much going on these days. Hey, uh, before we kick this thing off, I got to ask you a serious question. Who do you think talks faster, Freddie when he's spotting or Eminem when he's rapping? <laughs> That's a good damn question. Uh, man, I'm going to have to give it up to old Slim Shady. Yeah. But Freddie's a close second. I get it done, but The first time I ever heard Freddie on the radio, and obviously we've been friends a long time, but the first time I ever heard him on the radio, he was the second spotter at Indy. For Elliot, and and what mm-hmm. what car was that, Freddie? Was uh, that here, Junior Motorsports? Junior Motorsports, yeah. And Freddie starts talking with Elliot coming down the front stretch, and I'm like, who the f- is the auctioneer <laughs> on my radio? <laughs> he is straight dropping it. Damn, yeah. Freddie! Uh, all this talking Freddie does, and you can't even tell Garrett when they're coming around the yeah, outside. If I, if I would have just talked, maybe I was talking too fast. <laughs> you couldn't tell Garrett. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's uh, the first year. Well, we got back to 2010, but it was at Roush uh, when you were spotting for Biffle. And Patty, we were, I was like going to lunch or something. And Patty comes up to me. He said, Hey, man, um, do you like Freddie? I'm like, <laughs> you mean, Yeah. I've, I've been with him for six years now. He's like, Oh, that makes sense. You can understand what the f- he's saying because I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lost it. He was like, he's badass, but I don't know what he's saying. Elliot had known Freddie for six years, and he didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you, Bubba, when Freddie started spotting for you? Uh, 16. 16. Yep. That was a long-ass yep. time ago. Freddie was skinny back then, wasn't he? Skinny he was. I was skinnier. I wouldn't say skinny. I was skinnier. I was not skinny yeah. by any means. So, look, hey, there probably isn't anyone in NASCAR – busier than Bubba Wallace these days, right? You've you've had a huge media hype. You obviously are still racing. You're still training. You're still beating the hell out of them drums, which I enjoy. Um, but people don't realize how stressed out your weeks can be. Like, I, I've only lived it as a manager. I've never lived it as a driver. So before yeah. you go and announce where you're going in the weeks to come and all that stuff, man, we want you to come on here. And and so so my question around all that is, man, like how do you – 
how do you manage all these conversations, text messages, phone calls? Like you, you have a lot going on and people don't realize that. What's that like? Yeah, no doubt. It's been busy. Uh, I mean, two months ago, a month ago, whatever it was, it was nonstop. It was every day. It was eight to five job every day. Uh, sitting right here. I pulled up my, um, my battery info on my phone and it said Instagram was my number one used, uh, app. It was like at 35%. And then zoom was my second most used app at, uh, 15, 20%. I thought that was pretty interesting during those times. So, uh, but no, it's just part of it. And, you know, for me, it's, it's kind of easy, easy to compartmentalize everything and, and figure out where, uh, where my head needs to be at that time. So, we're all good. So you walked into Petty last week, and and obviously this was released publicly that you are not coming back. Did you walk in and and tell them yourselves, and and, and what was that like? Yeah, no, that was super tough. Um, you know, there was the process. We were trying to figure everything out for weeks and weeks to come, and and you know there were some things that I, I told them that led to my decision. And, uh, it was, it was super tough for me. I had my, I had my mind made up going into that meeting, um, for about a day, two days prior, just should I, should I not? It was like picking flowers off a of dandelion. Not really. Um, but it was, it was one of those deals where it's just, I had to have all the stars aligned and I had to have confidence. And that's what I told the King and Brian Moffitt is that I, I have to have hundred percent confidence. And, and what we're going to do next year. And I just don't have that. And that was, that was tough. And it was tough to sit there and look the King in his eyes and tell him that I wasn't going to be able to come back and, and drive for him next year. And, but it was a very cordial and uh, a very sane uh, meeting. It lasted, it was a very short meeting, um, but all parties, we, we walked out, you know, shaking each other's hands, thanking each other. I mean, hell it's been three years already. We've been a part of RPM. And, and that's, if you sit there and think about it, it's like, damn, time flies and you know it's been a it's been a great journey but you know like i said i think it's time for somebody else to uh to take over the reins and and to uh to carry that on farther so i want to um i have the opportunity uh in front of me right now that's um you know that i feel like i need to capitalize on you know i have i have a lot of things going right now and and i felt like you know, it's, it's time for me to, you know, step out and, and bet on myself. So we'll see. So I look at Bubba Wallace, a guy who won six races in the trucks and, and dude, I was pissed off when Toyota let you leave. I'm not gonna lie to you as a marketer, because I'm sitting here looking at Bubba Wallace as a guy that I could take to the marketplace and I could sell trucks, Toyota trucks to your demographic, which I love, right. As a marketer. And, and obviously, you know, you had to make a decision, run part-time, with JGR or run full-time at Roush. You went and ran full-time yep. at Roush, which, you, you know, you and I were teammates there. Freddie was there, um, which was probably the best decision for you at the time. But I look at you now, and, and I say, man, we've seen Travis Pastrana come ago. We've seen Ricky Carmichael come ago. We've seen Danica Patrick come ago. They rode the marketing prowess um, into the Cup Series and out of the Cup Series. You didn't ride it into the Cup Series. You won races to get to where you're at so what do you do now, man? Like, how do you set yourself up? You're still a young guy. How do you set yourself up to have a 10-year span here and, and, and be in a position to win races? Because I know your personality. I play craps with you. You like to win money. You know, you like to win, <laughs> period. Right? If, 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 yeah. you're, if you're betting on yourself, how the hell are you going to get in a position to win races right now? What are you going to do? Uh, um, I wish, you know, that's, that's a good question, Brett. And, and, you know, you can ask Freddie. Uh, I – 
I'm pissed off each and every day that a race goes by and we don't win because it's been since it's been since 2014, since we've been a winning name, uh, inside the sport. Um, but it's, it's something that motivates me as well. You know, we look at how big that Michigan win was in the trucks that, that weekend. That was really cool, but still, you know, being winless in, in the Xfinity series is, is not something I'm proud about. And my stats there, you know, despite the circumstances, whatever, you know, I still wanted to get the job done. Uh, did we have a couple of chances to where I stepped on it? Yeah, for sure. Do we have a couple that were taken away from us? Absolutely. Uh, that's racing, but there's nothing that motivates me more than seeing a big goose egg and the cup and the Xfinity series win column. So for me, it's, it's about, you know, we, I've been fighting the good fight for getting, you know, funding and sponsorship behind me for, for years and for 17 years, really my whole career. And, and to finally start to see it come to fruition, uh, great partners jumping on board with us at RPM, you know, DoorDash, Cash App, Columbia, uh, all those things, you know, they're starting to fall in place. And so now it's like, okay, that last little star that was not aligned is finally there. So it's time to, you know, look at all of our options here, put it all on a table and, and do a little bit of betting and, and, and figure out what we want to do. So, it's uh, I want to win no matter what, throw away all the fame, all this stuff that's in there in the media. I just want to go out and be competitive because I know I can run up front with these guys and and um, and, and, and give it all I got. So it's uh, it's going to be a, a fun process next year, uh, you know, going out there and be able to do that. Who are you trusting right now? Just me. Well, that's not really Ooh. true. You just got a brand new, brand new Toyota out there, Freddie. I mean, <laughs> I did get a new truck. It was not a Toyota, just for the record. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't trust Freddie because he's always telling me to follow the forty-three. Some and says so all that's the time. Tough to that's tough to do when I'm driving the forty-three. Next year you can, so. fo- you can follow the forty-three. Next year, he was literally <laughs> just talking crap about you about not running the Highland at Darlington. Just so you know. Yeah, oh, he knows. I, know. I heard it. I heard it on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> he act like we had a fighting chance regardless. So it's, I it's was just okay. tired of spotting uh, three wide off of four the whole freaking run. <laughs> hey, that's what you get paid to do is spot. Yeah, you think he's like driving it? You Jeez, get paid I mean. to drive. I mean, try that once in a while. Hey, you should imagine trying spotting and looking at data to back up that's your right. spotting pieces. That's right. Hey, data says you ran in a seven time. <laughs> I, I damn sure did. I admitted it too. Yeah, I didn't need no data to see that. <laughs> my data was my eyes. Does, does TJ get on your nerves, Bubba? Because he gets on mine. I hope I do. I try. No, no, he doesn't. I don't. Me and TJ, we don't. We don't really talk that much. Uh, we just game but, once in a while together. We'll 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 do yeah, some gaming, but that's we, it. Yeah, we've got a couple chicken dinners. That. We got a couple chicken dinners that, together. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Data does show that. So yeah, that, that is I've true. got some. I've got some recordings. I think it was like, oh man, of you know when you can hit the little button and records like your last minute of gameplay or whatever. Yeah, I think me yeah. and you got a couple PUBG wins on the on the computer. It's like one of our one of your very first ones. It's hilarious because we're freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember those days. Those were good times. Yeah. Good times for sure. Let me let me ask you this because I don't think me and you have ever talked about this, and I, you might have answered this somewhere else, and I didn't hear it. But do you, do you regret not staying at Gibbs? And, or, or, and going to Roush, is that a regret for you? Because um. I think, I, I think honestly, you know, I know, I know how much you, I know how much winning means to you, and I think we would have yeah. probably won a bunch of races 
it in a part-time yeah. deal at Gibbs. And I, I know that I know right now that we've talked about running Xfinity races next, you know, in the future, just for the fact that we've never won one. So like, I know, yeah. I know how much it bothers you. I just, I never, I don't think we ever talked about that or not. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it's a good question because, uh, you know, in the trucks, you know, we were fighting for sponsorship and, you know, they told me go out and win and sponsors will come. All right. Go out and win Martinsville late in the season. That kind of solidified my seat for the following year. Took a, took a, what, almost mid season to win, you know, at gateway and nothing came. And so, um, you, you look at, okay, if we would have run part-time and, and, and won seven races, what sponsorship would have came? Hell, we won four the year before. Like, what's the difference? You know, who knows? We could have won you know, the, the, the amount, I think it was seven or 11 or something. I don't remember the exact number, but we could have won all those and still be sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. So it's just, it's uh, something that I, I, I often, I used to think about a lot, like, man, I don't know if I ever should have left there. But then again, it's like I never was at the full time op- uh, opportunity, the uh, the exposure, and 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 being a part of uh, of the Xfinity series, you know, full time, and, and having that that a part of your your resume. I think I think a lot of people don't realize that. Also, when they go back and look at that, they think that you had like we were going to run half the schedule or more. It, it, he got cut back a lot. Like it was, I think we were going to run a lot of it, and then Daniel Suarez came in with a lot of money. Eric Jones was the Toyota project at the time so you know yeah. we kind of got pushed out where it was going to be it was that less than 10 races i think it was it was either seven or 11 um one of those so craps yeah yeah figure. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah without a doubt but, and we came i mean we should have won dover what was that 2016 we we we, yeah. we chased a stage win and probably gave up a yeah. chance to win the race and we should we came back yeah. we pit and came back and finished up front but we we chased a stage win. Uh, that, was, that was 17 but, the year yeah, we shut down was, was I couldn't remember what year that was. Yeah, that was seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I I made that call. I was like, we're gonna give up. No, we were chasing. We weren't chasing stage, but we were chasing the damn uh, the hundred thousand. Hundred thousand dollars. That's what it was. Yeah, there was a yeah. bonus. And it's like, yeah, no, we need to pit here and take tires, and pff, ended up finishing tenth. That sucked. So what's Kyle Busch like as an owner, Bubba? Like, what did he help you as a driver, or what? What was his what was his role at that point in your career? Yeah, I think you know, despite what people may think about Kyle with inside the sport, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a racer. He's a badass. He, he, he knows his cards inside and out and, and being a part of that team, you know, I didn't take full advantage of it, but that's just, I mean, word this carefully. I'm not a person that goes up and to another person and is like, Hey, what do I need to do here? Help me out. Like, you know, I just like to figure out on my own. And that's maybe why the process is taking so long. Um, but what I'm getting at is Kyle was always like, my door's open anytime, uh, you know, you have advice or or have questions, I'll I'll be willing to give it to you. And I didn't, that's where I didn't capitalize enough of talking to him, but I'll I'll never forget Michigan, um, for multiple reasons. One for running out of gas with a 15 second lead, but damn it, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and at the start of that weekend, I come in and I was like, man, our truck is loose at this certain point in the racetrack. And I'm like, we, we kept throwing everything with the kitchen sink at, and we couldn't figure it out. And so Kyle comes over and he was like, Hey man, your truck loose at this point. And I'm like, yeah, he was like, same here. I just stayed in the gas and it didn't do anything. It, it got faster. I'm like, okay. And next thing you know, it's we're hauling ass. And it was like light, light switch went there. And I was like, okay, just figure out how to run these trucks. 
And so it took me forever. Um, but he was, he had the same issues, but he was like, just drive through it. And I feel like we'll be okay. He had a 10 second, 15 second lead when he ran out of fuel. I had a 15 second lead when I ran out of fuel, unfortunate, but it was from that moment, it was like, man, he helped out a ton there. And I started, you know, questioning him more and, and figuring out, you know, things that I could do and how to do it to be better. So, uh, we look at that season, look at Homestead, look at Texas, um, to where we were, you know, if not you know, as fast, if not faster than him at Texas. And we had a motor blown. Uh, and then we go to Homestead and, and we were faster than, than them. So that was, that was pretty cool. Look, looking at you making it to the cup series, right? So Eric Amarola gets hurt. You get a chance yep. to sub. Um, is, is, was that the moment that forever changed your life and made you a cup driver? Obviously it made you a cup driver part-time, but do you think yep. that you made, cause I mean, look, man, I'm on Eric Amarola's team right now. I feel like you ran eight positions, ten positions better than he was running in that car at the time. Is that what yeah. put you in the Cup Series? Yeah, I believe so. And I think us just being persistent. My team, uh, you know, I was I was very hard on on my guys uh, over at Fuel Pro Sport um, to make sure we're calling each and every day to to get a, be a part of that organization because. Uh, it, many people don't notice like my last Xfinity race was my first cup race. Like I did a double header that weekend and, and you know, that was it. That was it for me. And did I think that was the end of my career? No, not necessarily. I don't know why, because I didn't have anything, but I think as that opportunity, you know, opened up those conversations were starting to, you know, to be had like, oh, okay, maybe a second car at RPM was like, okay. And then it turned into a first car. Then it was like, well, never mind. We don't have funding. And then it was like, okay, we're back in. Never mind. We don't. And it was just like a up and down. I I tell you that process. By the time I got the full 100% green light, I could have cared less just because of the, the ups and downs we went through. I went from, you know, second car, like I just said, second car RPM to no, not second car, back to first car, like only one car. You're full time 43. Like all right, sweet pump to no funding fell through then back up to maybe. And so by the time it got up to where I was signed the contract, I was just like, cool. Is that where you're back at <laughs> again now? Like are, you, are the ups and downs like so crazy that you're, you're just like, holy cow, I just want to sign something? No, it's not an up and down process. It's just the the length and, and everything. Like I'm ready to sign something, um, but we can't rush into things like this. So, um, you know, it's, it's you got to manage and, 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 cycle through everything that's on the table so this is a, a crucial point for me and and that's that's just where it's kind of like chopping at the bit like okay it's it's another day has gone by let's get something done but we're all working hard and the guys are working hard. how far out till you tell us what you're doing is it end of the season or not that far no it's not i don't i don't hope it's not that far jeez uh <laughs> freddie's gotta I'll be eat. looking like freddie's yeah i'll be looking like freddie's beard if uh if that happens all gray and white um, but no, hopefully, hopefully here in the next couple of weeks. Thank God. So you said, I think it's interesting. You said you're betting on yourself now. What, yep. um, is this, uh, like what all does that mean for you? Like what, when you say you're betting on yourself, um, are you looking for like, what's that mean for the opportunity? Are you looking for, you know, you're looking for better equipment. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we got to, 
we got to make sure we're set up for success. And, you know, we've had some, some moments of, of success in the 43 and we've also had our fair shares of, of frustrating days. And, and we all know that as a team and we knew that going into it, but have we made the, uh, the team better than, than when we started and when we got there? Absolutely. We've been working hard. Everybody at the shop's been working hard. It's been a great family, family team. And we all, you know, you know, vibe really well. And that's been fun. Um, but sometimes the equipment wasn't really there, but, but like I said, we all knew that. And so we had to make the most of our opportunities. So for me going into it, we look at something that I don't, I'm tired of, of, of having the people stick up for me and, and, and reading and I appreciate it, but you know, ah, we'll look at what he's driving. It doesn't matter. I'm going to drive what I have to the fullest capability of whatever it has. And that's, that's it. You know, if it's a great car, if it's a bad car whatever, we're going to get the most out of it. And I want to go, my vision on everything, I want to have this documented and we're working on that uh, as well. Just another part piece of the puzzle. That's cool. Uh, having, having it documented to where I want one shot, one opportunity to show that if I have it, it's going to work out. If I don't, peace, I'm out. I'm retiring. I'm, I'm uh, you know, going to be gone from the sport. I'll figure out something else to do. Um, and and that's, that's how I want to, you know, show it. I want to show like – Here's here's all the cards for you, Bubba. Here's the the best of the best equipment, the best of the best people. Put it in front of you. If you can't capitalize, you go out and run 25th. Then I am the problem, and I will not suffer any longer. I will not make anybody else suffer any longer, and I'm out. So that's that's how I look at it. So that's how I'm betting on myself. I want to take the opportunity to have the best of best stuff from all across the board. And if I go out and can't perform, no more BW, which a lot of people will love. Right. Now. <laughs> You know, you talk about the team and, you know, making the team better. I know personally how long you've been after Jerry to get Jerry to come with us. You know, he's, yep. he's 147 years old and we were having a yep. hard, we were having a hard time getting him off the truck series schedule. Cause he, he was getting his weekends off, but just, just talk about yep. why you were after Jerry so hard. And, and, and obviously we stepped our performance up this year. What, what has yep. he brought that's helped you that much? Yes. Yeah, uh, confidence. Um, you know, going to look at, um, look at, the, the road course at Daytona, um, you know, we, we spent a lot of time on the sim up at RCR, uh, you know, prepping and, and going through it all. And I got pretty comfortable with, you know, okay. Uh, I feel pretty good going into it. Well, we start the race off and, you know, Joey car chief texted me after the race. He was like, you know, the first half of the race was normal Bubba at a road course, just kind of in the way slow and can't really figure things out. Um, but then something started to click and, 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 and started to, you know, gain some speed. We picked up a second right there before, uh, right there before the rain delay. And I get out and Jerry comes up and he's like, man, you know, looking at these times, you're not bad. And he's the last thing he said, is like, we can do this. You know that, right? He was like, keep your head up. You're doing awesome. And I was just like, hell yeah. All right, cool. And we get back out there, and next thing you know, that restart, we drive forward. And it's like, who is this guy on a road course driving I, forward? I think I said and, that. you know, at the end of the weekend, we, we pick up two seconds. And, you know, that was pretty cool looking at a top ten finish until data shows we got run the F over. <laughs> um, but all in all, we go back to just, you know, what he brings is just each and every weekend. You know, I tell him this, this, and that. And he's like, okay, I'll do the best that I can. But you you have to, you know, he, he told me at the beginning of the season, he says, I'm only doing this. I'm only 100% in if you're 100% in, and you're going to work your ass off. And I said, I'll make you that promise right here. That's cool. Yeah. I've always liked yeah. him anyway. He's a good guy. 
He's been yeah. in the truck does, series. Does he for still a long say time. brother all the time? Dog. It's dog now. It's dog. Dog. Now. Dog. He <laughs> used to be brother. Speaking of dog, don't you got don't you got a new dog? I do have a new dog. How's that going? Well, Asher. Oh, he's he's been good. He's a really good puppy. Um, he just likes to bite. He likes to oh, gnaw yeah. on you. So he's such a drama queen. He was gnawing on my hand. So I was like, no, stop. And he'll look at you and then do it again. And I'm like, no. And like like a one finger bop on the nose. And he'll lay there. And then he'll start to just just stare you at the eye and just cry. And then turn <laughs> away and start to already. whimper. Yeah, looking at you. And I'm like, dude. This is if you don't get that from your mama, I don't know what. what you <laughs> I, I know you're going to shoot me straight on this next question, and we're going into Bristol of all places for me to lead in and ask you this: What is your true opinion of the choose rule? Why in the hell is the damn line so close to the outside wall? Like, move it down, <laughs> Jesus! There's my true opinion. <laughs> what, what? Who do you we think always, came? Who, who, to, who put that there? I don't know. Like who, you, who? I know, but who? Who in NASCAR decides to put it literally a half car width off the wall? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I stay out of those conversations. I've I've gotten in trouble enough. <laughs> we, that's been documented too. <laughs> Every, <laughs> no doubt. My bank account says so. Uh, I say, hey, everything's great, and I just follow suit. So, but honestly, like, uh, when I, it, what do you think? I think it's cool though. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, it, it takes me back to legend car days. Um, you look at. Uh, you know, when we were in legend cars, if you were first through fifth or first through third or first through fifth, I'm sorry, first three cars on the bottom, um, you were staying on the bottom. And so if I was fourth in line, shoot, I was going to the top, making something happen. And so that's that's how I look at it now. It's like if there's if we're restarting 20th and 15 cars go to the preferred groove, I'm going to the other lane just to advance my position. It's easy as that because you never know when a caution is going to fall out uh you know right there when we restart and it's like dude i just picked up six spots um just like that so um you know restarts are the name of the game for me i try to get the most uh, uh of everything i can i think everybody knows that when restarts happen the 43 is coming uh whatever he's trying to do so um i'm a big fan of the choose rule takes you back to the old school days it's nice to choose your own fate and not be forced yeah. into a lane that you don't want to be in necessarily but say we're yep. going back to yep. bristol uh Last time, last time we were at Bristol, you know, you something happened. Uh, something happened. Um, That's when the choose cone was was implemented. I didn't even get to use it. <laughs> I mean, you're running. Bristol's a place that I look at where you're fast too. You can go there and and have a legitimate things fall your way. You 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 got a shot. At some, you know, if things go your way that race, you've got yeah. a shot at running good and possibly a win yeah. if things fall out right. You know, going yeah. back there, you know, we raced that All Star race and you barely got. 15 laps in. I don't even know if you got 15 in. Um, yep. And that's a place that I look at. It's like a speedway race to me. You, you've got a, you've got a shot. So, you know, going back there, you know, what, what do you think about, you know, do you look, you, I'm sure you're pumped up about going to Bristol. Just, you know, yeah. you've had, you've had some success there too. So. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Bristol has been a good place for us. And, and looking back on and when we were, you know, leading the race in 2018 and had the tire come apart was, was a devastating day um but a really cool moment just because I, something about it um it just clicks and and we can get the the balance pretty close to, to what we need and, and let me go out and figure out the rest so you know our all-star package that we had was was pretty damn stout and i think we were all you know seeing that unfortunately it was cut short but 
you know, we're going back there, you know, close to that. I told them um, some, some things we needed to work on just in that short amount of time uh, to be a little bit better. Uh, so that's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go there. We're starting, you know, deep in the field. So we got to haul ass there at the beginning. Um, but hopefully we'll, we'll be close to where we can, you know, march forward the entire time because, like you said, we're, we're, we're pretty good there when we show up. So if, if all the stars are aligned for us, then we can make something happen. So we'll see. If you can stay out of trouble there. I'm sure we'll get booted out of the way by the 22, but whatever. <laughs> four, four, actually, the 14 has been booting us out of the way there pretty often, too. So. Was Both of them did in a spring race. Both no. of them just we did no time. I'm, I, just, Bubba, I'm sorry. Yeah. I want to apologize <laughs> on behalf of Clint. Clint's never yeah. wrong. I don't know if you know that about him. He's all a, you did last he's time He's a full-fledged there. genius, uh, but, but I'm sorry on he his thinks. behalf. The last race there, all you did was do whatever the cars in front of you did, then you paid the price for it. So <laughs> you were fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I know. It's, it's part of it. Do you have to be mindful of these playoff guys? Like, do you – and, look, I know you're in there, you're helmet on, you're racing your butt off for your own life, but, like, are you at yeah. all mindful about these playoff guys or not at all? Uh, yeah, like, look at last weekend, uh, I was mindful um, a little bit, to an extent. You know, when we're fighting for Lucky Dog, I ran the two-car uh, like I had to. It was coming down to six laps to go, and, and this was to stay uh, on one lap down, stay I believe. Down. Yeah, that saves your uh, race. If you can do yeah, that. Yeah, that saves a race. And yeah. so I, I you gotta put it on your door and, and whatnot. But he you know, he drove it down into one and, and cleared me. And then you look at like the three car was was within five car lengths back. It was like, all right, I would have felt bad if if uh if I would have cost them that spot. I damn sure didn't feel bad when I cost Joey that spot at Dover. That was <laughs> badass. Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. I, 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 was, I was waiting for that. Uh, yeah. that, um, that point but, matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but they all matter, to, to but extent. <laughs> to an extent, like if we're if we're on lead lap and we're we're fast, we can compete with those guys. I, I'm not gonna go in there and wreck the guy, but hey, gotta go, gotta go, we gotta win. Is 16 teams in a playoff too many in the Cup Series? Um, I don't know. I've never been a part of it, so you're gonna be. I mean, that's a lot of teams. That's almost it's almost half of the legitimate teams that are in the field. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I'm with you. Um. I don't know. I think, I mean, just, what would you put it at? I don't know. I'm just curious what you thought. I mean, I mean, you're the guy out there racing. I think six, I mean, I was a part of it the first year when it was 10 drivers and, and dude, yeah. it was super freaking hard. I mean, we won two races that year with Elliot. We, it was yeah. his best season ever. We won Texas, we won Fontana and we barely made it into the freaking chase. And we had Blake yeah. Shelton on here two weeks ago. And he literally said, if you don't win, you shouldn't be in at all. It should be only winners. So I was just curious if you thought 16 out of, let, let's say, 36. Well, we'll give Quinn Huff a, a, a pass here and count him in the field. Yeah, it's 16 waiver. out of 36 get too many to be in the postseason. Yeah. I, you know, if you put it that way, I think, I think you know, it, it emphasizes the way that they kind of restructure everything. It emphasizes, like, how important it is to win. And, and so how many winners have we had this year? I'd say eight. No, it was more than that. Uh, yeah, I think it was 11. Seems like Harvick Denny only went every week, so I can't. It does. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, I, I, I can agree with – I like this part of you win, you're in. But there's also got to be some rewarding, like, you know, you're having a really good season and, and you know, you just – you're trying to break through. You're finishing – say you finished second ten times and it's just like, damn, you can't break through, but you're waxing everybody on points. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there could be a one year where – 
where the four and the 11 win all of them going into the regular season and it'd be two cars for the, for the, for the playoffs. No, we got to have more than that. So I think it's harder to make the truck series playoff than it is Xfinity series playoff. And then I think the, the cup series is just so many freaking teams, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a lot of freaking teams out there, but then I also look at it and, and look, I didn't think Austin Dillon would do anything in this playoff. And, and this yeah. guy's pretty much locked into the next round. Um, I look at Cole Custer. I mean, we talked about this on our show. He wins rookie yep. of the year just by making a playoff, mm-hmm. and he has a 100-point deficit behind the other two rookies. Like, Yeah, that's that's the part I don't agree on. Um, you know, you know, props to Cole for getting it done on the, on the restart there at Kentucky, but, you know, automatically eliminating the other rookie of the years, like, we, we, we got to uh, – there's got to be some some better structure there because you get down, say, Daytona, and you could be sitting 30th in points. That's the cutoff, right, 30th? Yeah. Uh, you have to be – yeah, you sit 30th in points, and, and you end up winning, but the other rookies are first and second, and they don't get – well, I'm sorry, not first and second, but what, you get the point. Yeah. They haven't won yet, but they don't get in, and it's just like that doesn't make sense to me. Have you, uh, have you talked to Michael Jordan? I have not, man. I was hoping you were gonna say yeah. I have not. Oh. I have. Uh, I've said. I know he's a big. Fan. I have not been able to talk to Michael Jordan. I think it'd be badass. Well, Freddie said on here that you and Michael Jordan were trying to put something together. <laughs> so I was. I was just trying to find out if it was true or not. That, I believe that was Adam Stern that said that. And, yeah, and we might have called yeah. him out on that. I don't he know. must be. He must be given a percentage to, to Brett. Honestly, honestly, though, man, like you have been approached via social media. I'm assuming via your your cell phone and even in person by some really, really, really famous people in the last six, eight months to embrace you and help you on this journey. Like how how cool is that band, man? Yeah, it's been really cool just to, you know, come through all of it. I wish it was, you know, be honest with you, I wish it was because of performance. That's how I look at it and not, and not, you know, what we have to go through as a nation and as a world right now and, and standing up for that. But Hey, it's part of it. And, you know, I'll always continue to stand up for that. And I know I'll piss a lot of people off, but it's, it's part of it. And, and so, but seeing, seeing, you know, people come through and be supportive. You know, I did, you know, talk to magic Johnson. I thought that was pretty cool. That's crazy. Uh, talk to him. Yeah. Talk to him. Uh, month ago that's crazy uh, a little bit over a month ago yeah and and he was just a, a huge supporter of everything like that you're, I was you're doing. on the phone with magic johnson yeah it was a zoom call so it was like wow. it was like this it was it was pretty cool. screenshot so, no i should have what? i should have i told yeah, you he's an idiot i, I can't help you i don't know what to tell you. i don't know but i think you know the biggest thing i don't have like oh man that's such and such but except for one person it's lewis hamilton and i've always been a huge fan of him i think he's a badass He's uh, he's obviously done a lot in, in the F1 world and, and is doing a lot for for the nation. But um, you know he had he had sent me a message or a tweet or something. You know when everything kind of went down and you know showing his support. But I'll never forget we were on vacation. Amanda and I we were down um, in um, in Hilton Head. You were and, not in, you were not in Hilton Head by the way. I don't know where the hell you were, but you were not in Hilton Head. <laughs> well, it was. In, <laughs> Amanda's got this private island. She worked at it. I don't know. Wherever. We were down there, and it was like the last day we were there. We were leaving the next day, and Lewis sent me a DM. He was like, yo, let's game. And I was just like, what? I said, Amanda, we have to leave right now. Lewis Hamilton Hamilton wants to play Call of Duty. We have to leave. 
this vacation is over. I was so jacked up about that. And so I was like, hey, man, look, I'll be home first thing in the morning. I'll shoot you a message. I literally left my bags in the car, ran upstairs, hopped on, and played with Lewis, and I thought that was the coolest thing. We've played a couple of times, but uh, through all that. I remember he, he – I think he – either text you or tweet at you after daytona right daytona. the first year yeah i remember yeah. that being a, yeah, i remember you, i remember you were all geeked out about that on the plane that's so. pretty cool yeah. though man that's pretty yeah. awesome yeah man. hell yeah i mean I, i'm a huge fan of his and, and i've always loved the f1 stuff uh play that all the time still waiting on you to get on there and play I, I, you gotta set all my i've looked at them controls and i freaked out i had anxiety looking at all them <laughs> controls <laughs> it's super easy. I'll walk you through it. So we we were in Nashville, man, and we were at a bar called The Stage. And up top, they had like this little private area you could kind of get in. And it was during a big NASCAR week. And it was yep. the same week that they were racing in Austin, Texas. And, dude, lo and mm-hmm. behold, Lewis Hamilton comes up the steps because he had heard NASCAR guys were in town and upstairs. And it was Mike Helton, Casey Kane, Clint Boyer. Uh, I, I don't remember who all was with us, man. Like, Bubba, you wouldn't believe how excited he was to come meet all those guys. And I, I just so happened to be standing there. I got to shake his hand. I was like you. I was fanboyed out, right? But he was truly yeah. excited about NASCAR being in town and being able to say hey to those guys. So I, I think, like, as fanboyed out as you were, like, I think he's probably a fan of, of yours too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. You going to ride swap for a weekend? That would time? be sick. That would be <laughs> sick. Hell, I'm just going to go to him. I don't think that's a What's good up? idea. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, damn, have did, some did, faith. Did they run ovals in Formula One by any chance? Because, I mean, maybe we could do that. Monza. We can run Monza. <laughs> they're, they're new. The new track they were going to go to in the Netherlands, it has banking and stuff like like an oval. You might be all right, so, though. Yeah. It'd yeah. be awesome to try it, man. Yeah. I, I would damn sure do it. I was oh, so, yeah. so pumped for uh, when Tony Stewart and, and Lewis did the swap. What was that? 2014? Probably. Yeah, when they like did that? There. Yeah. That was yeah. a mobile one day. I would love to do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, it's time for our offer pad cribs rabbit fire segment of the show where we find out about your home and our special guest, courtesy of offerpad.com. Bubba will answer these questions in rapid fire style. So talk as fast as I do usually. First question When did you build or buy your current home? It's 2017. What is your favorite room or spot in the house? I'm pretty sure you're sitting in it. Sitting in it right now, the game room. <laughs> if you were to build or buy a new home with different feature than your current house, what would it be? Oh, jeez, just a little bit more room. Bubba used to have the worst driveway in the history of driveways before in his last house. It was awful. I still this. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah. My, my driveway now, the road is terrible. Yeah, but it's still not. A, at least you can get out of it. That that mountain you had in the last house was terrible. Yeah. Very All right, what, what room besides your bedroom do you spend the most time in? Probably uh, that, probably that one. Room. <laughs> yep. Garage or no garage? Garage. Big ass garage. It's yeah. more of a bar, I think. It's like my room. It's my garage. It's more <laughs> yeah. of a bar than it is a garage. Uh, no is your kitchen typically kept clean or messy? Uh, when a man is here, it's clean. That's the same as my house. <laughs> do you make your bed in the morning? No shop. No. No. <laughs> I don't get that. I don't want to, you're going to get back in it and mess it up again. I don't understand making the bed. I don't Until either. it's time to put on new sheets. Okay, that's when you make the bed. It's like, okay, perfect. Yeah, I agree. When you come home and just need to sit down, where's your go-to spot? Uh, on the couch. If you were to sell your home, who would you do it with and you'll have to say offer bed? <laughs> uh offer pad. <laughs> good answer go. dot com all right man i appreciate <laughs> it uh i don't know if you I mean if you 
everybody always asks us to tell stories about each other, and I, I try to not to because none of them are ever good, and we'll just we'll just end up making each other look bad. So, I'm no, glad, Dover I'm, Casino is probably the best one. Oh yeah. Hey, yeah, you don't want to happen? I'll tell you. Shut up. We're not telling that story. <laughs> I might have had too much a drink. I think I did. I spill a drink all over you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My shirt is still is still soaked. And that was three years ago. Hey, thanks for let, jumping on, dog. Appreciate me, you. Give me a shot when you know what's going on, so I, I can I could I could start deciding if I want to go or not. All right, I'll tell Brett, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. All right, later. Thanks. Our listeners here on Door Bumper Clear are great people, superb people, as a matter of fact, who deserve perks with everything that they do. Because you all are so deserving, we want to make sure you know there's only one place to buy and sell your home, which provides you with tons of perks. That's right, Freddie. Our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com, is the best place to buy or sell a home. You can get the process started in just five minutes. After completing the quick and easy online form, receiving the offer for your home and accepting it, you get to enjoy the perks of working with OfferPad. First off, that competitive cash offer will be to you within 24 hours. As you're getting ready to pack up your home and move, don't stress out about disrupting your life with showings to strangers. There are no open houses to interrupt your weekend. And one of the coolest parts, you get to pick your closing date. You get to decide when you move out of your home and get ready for your next adventure. Moving locally? Well, OfferPad will help you out. All instant sellers receive a free local move with professional movers and TJ in his underwear. I'll never take over yours in Brett's position, Freddie. Lastly, OfferPad offers an extended stay if your new home isn't ready quite yet. You have up to three days to move to your new home. Get in on all these great perks of selling your home with OfferPad today. Log on to OfferPad.com. Tell them the Door Bumper Clear Gang sent you. Move freely. Spot on, you like it. Spot off, you don't like it. And you say why either way. All right, guys, it is time for spot on, spot off. The first one, Freddie will start. No natural cautions Saturday night at Richmond. Spot on. I like, you know, as a, as a, I don't know. Obviously, for the fan side of it, you want to see restarts. You want to see closer racing. But I love to watch like these strategies play out of guys. I'm going to pit every 50 laps, and I'm going to try and go 80 laps and make it to the end of the stage. Like the first, the the Har- I think it was like Harvick, the front row cars. Us, we all pit like I don't know lap, you know, 50 to go in the stage there, and took off, hauled ass, drove back up to like seventh or eighth. And then I'm like, Bubba's like, this is, you know, this is working out great. And I'm like, yeah, hold on a minute. This is not going to go so well in a minute. And, you know, everybody else comes and puts tires on. And we ended up getting lapped before the end of the stage. Actually, I think we got lapped twice. <laughs> this is great. But, yeah, like, uh, you know, but if we caught, if we would have caught a caution in there, obviously, it would have changed everything. But, you know, you can't I, can't, I can't be on both sides of this because for years, everybody about, oh, my God, what, just throw a debris caution for no reason, no reason. Now we didn't – there was no reason to throw a caution, and now people are going to complain that we didn't have cautions. So uh, you can't be on both sides of it either. It, you, you can't man, you know, invent caution flags when they're not there. So obviously we've talked about the cars need to be harder to drive. The cars – the package doesn't lend itself to cautions because the cars are harder to wreck. But, you know, you, what do you want them to do, just manufacture cautions? It, it, that's not the right thing to do. I'm spot off. I thought it sucked. I, I, I didn't want to wreck, but I wanted to see some of you guys wreck. 
because I, my, especially in the guys in the top ten, because then I could have got more spots. Uh, <laughs> you TJ, weren't going to get any spots because I picked you to win, if, so it didn't matter. Yeah, you were done. Yeah, you were done thanks, when I picked. Thanks last for week. jinxing me. If pick Bubba t- next week, TJ, if you would have wrecked, I'd have finished ninth. <laughs> yeah, you needed that. You needed that spot. Uh, I'm uh, I'm spot on for it. Um, but let the let the race play out naturally, like you said. You know, if there's obviously there's two different strategies to play there. You can pit twice in a run and try to make up the ground, um, or pit once, like like we did. You can do, you can do it two different ways, just not knowing when you're going to catch that caution because it can it can flip flop the field in a in a heartbeat. So, who are the math majors that figure out whether or not you pit <laughs> once or twice? Like well, I, I watched the one in forty two not pit. Probably and, and uh, they got their um, butts yeah, kicked. Yeah, they just they're just praying so, for a caution. So are you rolling the dice at that point? You know how the math plays out. You're I would just say some program on Windows Ten. Yeah, you're 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 at the one and forty two. Siri, <laughs> Siri, <laughs> Siri, should we short pit from you here? You should not pit from here. <laughs> yeah. So you know the one and forty two, they're playing the game to get the lead, hold the lead for thirty laps or so, and if almost ca- worked. If I the mean, caution comes out, now they're the leaders coming to pit road. You know, we've seen that last week with Harvick yeah. a lot. So, you know, he 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 sure pick got the lead. And but both he's, times sitting, he's sitting on a win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what's crazy is if Harvick's not leading the race, he was running like fourth or fifth and totally just threw it out like, no, nah, we're not we're not going to win from here. We're going for the win. We're going the other way from fourth. Why yeah. wouldn't you? You've already won. I know, but I'm saying, like, that's such a crazy play from, like, why P4. Wouldn't you? That's why you win. <laughs> you win. You've got to win in 45 playoff that's, that's points. Even, uh, even, but it, even at – um. Even at Darlington, did the same thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, had the same type of strategy. I'm going to run fourth, and it worked for him at Darlington. It worked for Darlington. Him. He caught the cautions. Yeah, every time he was leading, the caution would come out and put him on the lead. He'd yep. pay with the lead. Yeah, and Martin Truex helped him a little bit. Really? Yeah, when he wrecked Chase. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> nice little assist. All right, next one. Hannah, what's that tattoo on your wrist of? Right there. Yeah. It's uh, 46. It's my race car number. Oh. Nice. Mm. You can't see it, but there's a scar that actually goes all the way down here and all the way up my arm, too, that is also from said race car. Broke your arm. Yep. My, Isn't my, it wasn't a scar my enough? My wrist got stuck in the steering wheel. Uh, hmm? Wasn't a scar enough? You had to get it tattooed? Yeah, well, you know. Haley Deegan doesn't have it. that, so no. you're tough. <laughs> yeah. You're tough. <laughs> She's not buying it's Monday for you guys. I can't handle you guys today. Um, Clint Boyer says it's unacceptable that the tire wasn't putting down rubber. We kind of just talked about this, but Brett, you can start. Absolutely spot on. Anything that Clint says is 100% accurate. I've never seen him be wrong. <laughs> um, he is the new NASCAR Jesus now that Dale Jr. is retired. And, and whatever, whatever Clint says, we should take for fact and just go that route. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Which is usually the opposite most of the time. But, uh, no, he's – you know, that track from even the truck race on, we were talking about it about 50 laps into the truck race. The crew chief asked me about, hey, you know, well, the truck's probably going to start taking rubber. I'm like, no. I mean, there is zero marks on the track. And, and I noticed it then. Like, normally when tracks rubber up, lines change, grooves change, things like that, and we had, you know, really none of that. Nada. So I think that definitely hurt the racing a little bit for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I is the tire too hard? I guess you know. I don't. I don't understand. When's why, the last time why, we ran one that was too soft? Well, no, I know, but I'm just saying. I don't. I don't understand why it doesn't take rubber there. You know, we saw a couple weeks ago. I mean, obviously different tire, but you know, Dover it's took it taking rubber. We're picking it up under caution, but it's, it's I don't taking know. rubber. Like, is it the track surface that's not letting it take rubber? Is the tire too hard? I I don't know. This this tire deal. 
the biggest thing I think, and and you saw it on Friday versus and Thursday and Friday, I should say, or no, Friday and Saturday, is you know the Xfinity deal. These guys had to conserve tires, you know, because there's a tire limit. Yes, I think they need to be a more strict tire limit for these cup races to force these guys into strategy because the way these tires are lasting, there's no reason you just, you know, you're coming in, you're firing tires on there whenever you want. And then there's no strategy to it where on Friday and Saturday, like Ross Chastain would be super fast at the beginning of a run. He'd get the lead. And then eventually Justin Allgaier would run him down or Justin Haley, same thing, you know? So, you know, you need to have a reason to conserve tires to, to, to play the game a little bit more. But if you just can fire tires on there whenever you want, there's no reason you could just go, all right, you know, like we saw them guys, like we did and Harvick and them, they'd run their ass off for 50 laps, come in, put tires on, run their ass off for another 50, come in, put them on, and it would make it, it – was, it was not – you weren't giving up much ground. You'd, you'd kind of break even about – so, you know, I don't, I don't understand the, the, the amount of tires, especially talking about, you know, we're, gonna, we're cutting out practice to save money because we're buying less tires. Like, let's buy less for the race time. Make these crew chiefs earn their money and, and have to play a little game with tires where you could possibly run out. Next one here, TJ says, guess we should have ran into him at Darlington when the 22 battled the two for the lead. On the broadcast, Dale said that TJ would never stir the pot. TJ, you hold, get to start hold this on one. one. Hold on that one must second. Have been somebody else. <clears throat> hold on one second. I want to know if this was channel one or channel two where you said this. This is all on channel two. Okay. Yeah. Good. So you should have. You shouldn't have said it, TJ. Thank, thanks to uh, Spot Off. Um, for my very good friend that the broadcast booth, him and Latard actually. Um, thanks for that. You know, there's not, I will never, I'll never say on the radio, you know, hey, because we were racing Brad pretty hard at Darlington and he, it was early in the race and he was moving around just purposely taking our lane, like first run of the race. And, um, you know, then we have this contact here and, and, uh, <laughs> You know, you get a little, you get frustrated at it, but you know, I know Brad's racing hard. Joey's racing hard, and, right, and so, so Brad's your boy. Like that's your bromance. And now Brad hate, is one of my good friends. And now you're hating on him. No, I would never. I will never. You hate TJ. They have audio of you hating on him. No, that's not like me hating on him. That's yeah, it just was. me race. That listen, man, we're racing. We're racing. Like we're racing, man. What's we're, the data say? The data says that. Uh, <laughs> now you don't. You know, I'll never tell Joey. The first thing I said to Joey after that was like, "Be smart here," because I know Joey was mad have at. You, have him. you apologized to Brad yet? <laughs> For what? Nothing happened. We're talking shit about him. Hey, we're uh, listen. When we're racing, Brad's passing us for the lead. I want to beat Brad still. <laughs> Bubba got mad at me last week because uh, that when we stayed out at Darlington with that old tires, you know, and I was like, "All right, man, just got to protect the top here. Like, can't." If you get put in the bottom, you're going to be a freight train, you know? So a couple times he ran the bottom, we got split three wide, and I was getting pissed off. And I'm like, on channel two, I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand what the f he don't get about run, protecting the top. And it, of course, is on radioactive. He texts me, he's like, you know, I heard you. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I said, well, next time protect the top and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not. I mean, you're just racing, and it's not something I'll never encourage anything on. So Clint's grandma, God rest her soul. Um, you oh, know, gosh. Booga, <laughs> Booga used to talk. And a lot of <laughs> on channel two by Clint and Clint's grandma was listening. So, so after the race, uh, you know, Clint's grandma would call Clint and basically oh, be no. like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to oh. kill, I'm going to kick this guy's ass. Oh no. <laughs> like I'm going to come from Kansas and I'm going to go kick your crew chief's ass. So then Clint's like, Hey man, lay off on me on channel two. Then he's like, Oh, your spotter must have ratted me out. It's like, 
now my grandma listens. Like, <laughs> and, and here's the thing oh about here's the gosh. thing about look that app has got a lot of attention. Two weeks ago, yeah. Blake Shelton mentioned on here that I he got listens, a lot of messages about that app that, that he listens to too. every single race on the app. And then last week, I got texts from people and tweets oh, from people. Of, what kind of cut you think we can get on that? Going, what kind of app is it? Dude, I don't right, know. Right. I mean, we're the only people to sell anything. We saw Hannah Newhouse sponsorship for crying out loud. But <laughs> this app, all of a sudden. People listen to me. Everything you hear on the app is not stuff that we talk oh. behind the driver on channel two, Good and we Lord. talk to the driver on channel one. <laughs> I'm so glad there was digital radios when Del Junior was driving because me and me and Lata- oh my gosh, we lit Del Junior up a handful of times. <laughs> <laughs> we would light him up. Bubba will say it too. Bubba will be like, "I know you guys are talking about me not running the top on channel two right now, but I can't get up there. It's too free." You know, like- <laughs> yeah, that's Ooh. funny. Yeah, not nah, you're never. I don't think any of us here. You might. I wonder why we. I wonder why the digital radios <laughs> went away. I don't know. <laughs> Weird. Maybe, maybe you know the answer to that too. Is your arm itching? <laughs> Hannah, let's keep this show rolling. I don't want to get yeah. bogged down here with the here with the details. <laughs> get yourself into some trouble. Playoff bubble heading into. Who the first handed me a knife for this podcast? Bristol? What is why, that? Why is that's there from a, a prison? What is this? That too? looks like that's from Shawshank. What is this thing, Jason? Where <laughs> are, are you the, holding a knife? A mail, is that what it is? That's a mail opener, man. It's a something Dillner is using to set up the camera. Where did it come from, and why did you put it beside of me? Do you guys realize how high my blood pressure gets during this podcast? You realize what I might stab TJ or myself. (laughs) That might have someone else's blood on it. Yeah, I mean, I could TJ's neck. TJ's got a hairy ass neck. I don't think it'll protect him against. You can shave my neck. Just say shave it. Shave my neck. I need a haircut bad too. (laughs) (laughs) We're off the rails. I'm sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Wow. The playoff bubble heading into the first elimination race at Bristol. Freddie, you start. Um, Man, so, you know, for one, I'll tell you who's not on the bubble is Austin Dillon. He's gone now. He's probably, I don't even know how much good that he is, but he's probably safe as long as he doesn't wreck. Um, But I'll tell you what this, I I noticed looking at these points last night was you see the difference in, in playoff points right here because both the 11 and the 12 have made pretty costly pit road mistakes the last two weeks and you know they finished probably within i don't know seven to ten spots of each other on the racetrack but right now the the 12 is 27 points out while the 11 is 61 points to the good so you know that's just that's just them playoff points carrying over to where danny can danny can afford to make mistakes and 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 have issues, and Ryan can't. You know, Ryan, I mean, and I, these aren't, I don't think they're Ryan's mistakes. I think they've been, you know, I think at Darlington, they knocked the valve stem out. He had a pit as we we're coming to green, got himself in the back, got some damage on a restart. This week, I'm not sure what happened, but the first pit stop, they they had to pit twice, and we never saw Ryan again the rest of the race. So, I mean, you know, costly mistakes on pit road are, are putting these guys back in the pack, and then you never, it's so hard to pass, you never see him again. And and like I said, you know, Danny can afford to make these mistakes right now because he's he's pretty close to a bye to Phoenix, where Ryan, now he's put himself in a box where he's got to have a hell of a day on Saturday. I'm, I am the first guy out. You're your first guy in. No, I am the first guy out oh, if, somebody if Ryan Blaney wins this race or if William Byron wins this race. Like, I am – I cannot treat the Clint Boyer cannot go into this weekend. We went into Talladega, which was an elimination race, and we had to manage the bubble. We have to go out and race our tails off this weekend. Max point stage one, max point stage two, try to win the race. If we have a problem, 
we will not make the next round. If we have a problem at any point, I don't mean at the end. I don't mean at the I mean, I mean, we cannot. We have to pay attention to details and execute, which is what sports is about anyway. And I'm all for it. But, look, I, I've said this on here before. You, you know, guys that are contending to win this championship are leading laps, winning stages, winning races. If you're not doing that, it's great to be in a playoff. It's great to survive the playoff. But you're not contending to win this championship until you're able to do consistently those three things. Yeah, that's a tough uh, – man, this is going to be exciting for the, the William Byron. William's probably going to be pretty quick. Cole? Cole could be surprisingly quick at Bristol as well. Uh, Clint will be good at Bristol. You know, it's oh, – man. Eric right there, Kurt right there. And surprisingly, I see Kyle Busch in ninth. Um, you know – if he has a problem, he's in trouble. So he's I've out. seen I mean, Kyle. He's in trouble. He's out. I've seen Kyle go to Bristol and dominate, and I've seen Kyle go to Bristol and actually get in a wreck, knock it somehow. On, I mean, wrecking down the front stretch, somehow it just knocks the rear bumper off the car. Like that car should have been destroyed, and he comes back and wins that race because he, he's at an advantage. But yeah, so but anything can happen, man. If he hits, if that thing slides three feet further to the left on the front, hits the wall to the left front, his day is over and. And Ryan Blaney goes to there, leading the race, um, gets a wreck in front of him, down in three, go, nowhere to go when you get there, bam, right in it. Jumps the cushion in turn two, last race there, running up front, you know, I, take, out of the race. So, Bristol, man, anything can happen. So, it's going to be – you know, I'm not locked in either, so I've got to be somewhat cautious as well. You know, you're so pretty good though, right? Yeah, I think you got a. You're yeah. pretty good. You but got I mean, fifty it, points. You never know, man. Some guy goes yeah, in there. Yeah, but you're, you're fifty points. You can't. You could literally not start this race and still make it. Oh, I don't know about that. Because because <laughs> too could. many people it's have possible. to get max points behind yeah. you to jump. It's, you. it's you not know, happening. I I think I think that's a must win for Cole Custer. I don't think he's gonna. I mean, he has speed. I don't think he has speed enough to make up the gap. You know, I think Blaney can make the gap up. Blaney's 27 back. He could go out there and win both stages. That's, you know, 20 that's points. 20 points there if them guys don't get stage points. You know, I think he could run good enough to, without winning, make up the gap and get in. But these other guys, they, there's no safety net for them at all. Byron's got to get in, obviously. He's out right now. You guys can't take it easy. The the one and uh, ten are tied. I mean, it, these guys are going to have to race their asses off. They're close off for enough. Stage they points. can't ride. Yeah, yeah. They definitely the ten, the ten and the one have to race. I mean, still. you got to get in. You got to get in the top ten and get yourself, you know, five six stage points, and, and and you might feel a little bit more comfortable. But like you said, one one lap car does the wrong thing down the backstretch, and it's a ten car wreck. I and, haven't seen and, a lineup for there yet, but say uh, say Eric runs fourteenth first stage, Clint runs or Byron runs third. Something yeah, like that. That's it. Dude, it's, it's all it is. You, you, you have eight cars, eight drivers, eight teams vying for four spots. And it's truly going to be a mad, mad, mad show. Now, does it become a Richmond where we don't see cautions because people are being careful and racing smart? Or is it a shit show? I, I mean, I think you have potential here to see a lot go on. You know, we talked about what, – I don't remember what year it was, maybe three or four years ago when – uh, Newman went in there and punted Kyle Larson on the last lap to get that one Phoenix, point to yeah. get to, at Phoenix. You know, that's I think you got a lot of potential for that here. You know, especially if they if they grip the bottom up. I'm sure we'll move to the top eventually. But um, you this know, this is a cutoff this race. This is a man. cutoff race, man. You got to make it happen. And I've noticed, I've noticed, guys. Like I've seen Clint in some pretty fierce battles here in the last handful of weeks on the track with people, and he's racing like. Uh, he's been racing hard. I saw him get into a Jimmy somewhere. Kyle is racing. I mean, Clint's back there battling with these guys. Battling. 
Yeah, man, and that's I, not going to stop. I told JD. JD's on my team. JD's a good friend of mine, and he and I sat beside each other on the airplane. And I was like, man, I know we aren't getting the finishes we want, but, like, I'm telling you, this guy's driving like a madman. Like he's, I can see Clint driving he's, hard. He's, he's, he's wheeling he's, it. He's letting it hang out. So what a great place to have a cutoff race, Bristol. Give me this race for the finale next year. Hard to argue. Yeah, I mean, I'm, as long as I'm they make it racy. <laughs> look, we've every time we go to Homestead, the top four guys in the playoff, it's like they run one, two, three, four. They brought their best stuff. Yeah. They're driving their best race. Imagine that at a bull ring like Bristol. Like, holy shamoly. I do think the all-star shamoly. race there was the right thing as well. But what I think the all-star race missed 100%, the only thing that was missed from all-star was the fans. Yeah. I mean, that the fans would have made the all-star race complete there, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Like and, we got, and we got 20,000 of them this Saturday. They sold them out. So thank you guys for coming for that. Uh, obviously, a lot of people listening are coming. Um, probably yeah. everybody that's coming listens. I would assume so. I would assume so, too. At so. least. So you guys uh, wave to me and Freddie. And, uh, where are we spotting from, guys? Roof. Roof. Wave to us on the roof. Uh, we'll throw beads down. Well. Oh, my gosh. We said wave, Hannah. I mean, Jesus. I didn't say show you your, said you're throwing beads. I didn't say What's show wrong me with your, that? You don't like I said beads? show me your hands. Wave. Boy, Ross Chastain's cars are yelled out, huh? I mean, I feel like every time. we. I mean, I've sat and watched a couple of Xfinity races with you that I wasn't spotting for. And, you know, uh, which one was it? Pocono, I think, comes to mind. Uh, Darlington last week, this week. It's like when he's contended for a win, that thing needs to be like 5% tighter. To, to, to You know, he can't really attack, and it drives you crazy watching it. But, you know, hey, it's it's fast. You just got to get it. He can drive up. a loose race car. Thank he's goodness. probably one of the better ones. <laughs> Thank um, goodness. If not, he'd be yeah. – I think, yeah, he gets to the front with a loose race car. Then he just – then somebody runs him down, and he is broadside every time they get I, to him. I'll tell you one thing that I thought about this weekend with this Xfinity deal. How would you feel about racing Justin Allgaier at Phoenix for the championship? Not good. Not good. I watched him at Phoenix the first race. You know, he was having a good run, and then he got kind of hemmed up in traffic. We never saw him again that day. This was the Richmond tire is the Phoenix tire. Obviously, Phoenix, the racetrack, has the PJ1 crap on it. Uh, but that is that tire. And, man, him and Jason Burdett, Jason Burdett's a guy I've known a, a very long time. That's his crew chief. They've got that tire figured out. Two months ago, we Justin Allgaier's season was pretty much written off. So now he's got numerous wins. Um, he was wrecking, hitting everything, getting run into by everybody. Let's let's be honest, TJ. Do you know anybody nicer than Justin Algar in this sport? Oh, no, Justin's a super nice guy. I mean, he, look, he's the last one that you would – you know, he just attracted bad luck for a long time there. But he's a super nice guy, uh, very polite. I've worked with him for a long time as well. Never, if, uh, he, if he had gotten a better shot in Cup, you know, he came out of Penske Bush Series equipment. I think it was the Bush Series, then, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So he came out of the Penske Bush Series stuff. He won some race. Bristol was one of his better tracks. I, I, I know yeah, he, he won there. Win there yeah. I know he won there with Penske, right? So, yep. so here this guy is, um, not really on anybody's Cup radar. And Bob Pockers, I remember, put out an article that said, "Hey, these are the guys to watch to move to Cup." He didn't include Algaier, and Algaier called him out on it. He's like, "Bob, I want to know why I'm not on this list." And he and, and and I appreciated that out of him. Like that's pretty cool. He, he stood up for yeah. himself. You know, he he told me one time, you guys, man, I was working in my garage, and you guys started talking shit about me on the podcast. Next thing I know, I was throwing things. You know, like he's fiery, but he's also a super nice guy. But had he got into Cup in a better situation than than the H Scott stuff, I think Justin Algaier could have been a successful Cup driver. He never got a fair shot. Yeah, you think he still has a shot? 
I don't. And and it's unfortunate because he's probably, you know, they're going to say too old. Do I think he's too old, Hannah? No. Do I think he's still good enough? Yes. Um, but he's really entrenched here at Junior Motorsports with Brant. You know, Kelly Earnhardt sits on the board of Brant. Um, that would be his opportunity to me, in my mind, is for him to take that money, which is probably a few million dollars, and move it to Cup. And would Brant do that? I don't think so. I think they love Junior Motorsports too much. And look, man, they're a big, big, big fish in a small pond. Think about it this way. If you sponsored Justin Algar this year, look at all the coverage you got. Ross Chastain, all the coverage you got. Austin Sendrick, all the coverage you got. Matt Kenseth in Cup. Which one would you have thought got more coverage? I would have thought Matt Kenseth in Cup. We hadn't seen the guy on TV probably all year. Uh, Kurt Busch, different story. You know, he's been on TV. He's been in the top ten. He's in the playoff. But, like, when you move up, it's really, really, really hard to be relevant. If you're a big fish in the small pond in the Xfinity Series, it's not as hard. I think Justin's found his perfect match right now. He's got a good spot. It's like home for him here. Runs for championships basically every year. Um, but, yeah, I think – and I really would have liked to see what he could have done in Indy without that unfortunate pit road stuff. I would have really liked to see how he ran there. Um, but as far as getting another really quality shot, it's going to be tough. Yeah. All right, we've got one more spot on spot off question because we just totally derailed the last one. Your girl. The last one, the last one is Haley Deegan expresses concern about lack of practice and seat time that's hurting up and coming drivers in the lower series. Brett starts. Hannah, we got her whining right here. We we got we got a one upper. I didn't even know she was going to be on our show today. Congratulations, Haley, for making our show for the tenth time. Um, look, Haley, it's the same for everybody. These are special circumstances. Uh, I don't know why they're not letting you practice. You know, what? what is she in ARCA now? Uh, so, mm-hmm. hold on a second. We, we got to stop. They're letting ARCA have their friends and family and everything. In there. First so of all. I don't all, know why they're not letting them practice at that point. Let's stop, let's stop right here for one. First of all, get the f*** out of your bed when you're doing an interview. Did you see this interview? No. She's laying in bed on a FaceTime, on a Zoom or something with uh, whatever. But, like, I mean, if you want to be taken seriously and be a professional, get out of bed. She like, wearing a Hannah Newhouse shirt. <laughs> yes. Can we send that's her a shirt? Send her a shirt. So that's first off. Like that's just that just rubbed me the wrong way, and, and like I saw her trying I to defend tell. it, but like that, <laughs> like that's a, like second of all, Arca practices. So what are you talking about? <laughs> they run an hour of like like five you know, or tw- I don't know. Like there's like everybody gets like 15, 20 laps at least every like, week. Every, every time I've done it, so I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about because. You know, you you get if you get 15 laps of practice every week, that's a lot more than everybody else is getting in the sport right now. <laughs> I mean, and a, and can, you look can, at a, can we zoom Haley right now? Go, go look at a dirt car. <laughs> go to a dirt race. What do they? What does Dylan get? About three laps of practice every race he goes to. I yeah, mean, seriously, I mean, they just every send them race. out there. You basically <laughs> warm the motor up and come back in. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just frustrates me when you're complaining about something that you are the only one in the sport getting. <laughs> I like Haley Deegan. I, I don't. I actually, I don't know Haley Deegan. I've never met her. I've never Me talked neither. to her. I like her persona. I like her. Her dad. Her dad's an animal. He's a badass. Um, her her little brother is a badass on a motorcycle. I appreciate their work ethic. Like I think they make they work. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I know that. I think she's got a future here. You know, is she better than Danica? Uh, I think so. She better than Johanna Long was. I don't think so. I agree with Johanna both Long of those answers. Johanna Long was a badass. Johanna Long. Have you known Johanna Long? Mm-hmm. I read supers with her. Yeah, I've known her a long time, too. I love her. I, I actually helped her uh, on some sponsorship stuff for a little while. She, yeah, was better, super cool. she was better than Danica. They just had their second kiddo. She just oh, had a little boy. Awesome. We should get. You know, she'd be fun to get on this show. 
You should. She used to live when right was, here in Mooresville. Does she still live here? I think she still does because I think Hunter Robbins, her husband, still works for KBM. Okay. I, think, I actually think they both just moved back down there. I'm going to tell you what. Hunter Robbins oh, had Hunter Robbins had a, a race one. He had a snowball derby one until he had to pit. And he came in, and there were a lot of cup pit crews on pit lane, and he didn't have one. And he came in with a lead and came out like eighth. Do you think Johanna? Dude, that's why they got rid of that rule. That? And I'm like, I know it takes away part of the like – you know, specialty of, of the snowball derby, but getting rid of the pet, like the pit crews that people buy in for cup cars, it, it hurt people like Ty Majeski and all of them that couldn't afford it. I, they were I, just bringing their friends. I hate, yeah, I hate the rule because like you just want to see it, but people got out of it. You know, John Hunter was bringing the 48 pit crew down there and for, paying them big, yeah. money. big money. So now Ty Majeski for like three or four years in a row dominates the race. I was actually, uh, I forget who I was spotting for, but we didn't make the race. So I went down there and I was actually, it Derek? no, it wasn't Derek. <laughs> Derek's actually made it. Every time I've gone, Derek's made it somehow. Not every really qualifying. He's got to run the last chance race every year to piss me off because I'd have Saturday night off if I didn't. But you know, Majeski would come lead the race. He'd dominate the first, he'd sit on the pole, break the track record, lead the race. We'd come into pits. And I was sitting on the pit box helping Herm call the race from down there. And we'd come into pits, and we'd go out last car on the lead lap. And he'd drive right back up to the lead or second, come in again, right back to last. I'm like, this is terrible. You know what I mean? I feel bad for this kid. And he, and he finished second or third every year and never won because of that. You know, he'd dominate the race and, and, and never win because he didn't have a pit crew. Yeah. So I was glad to see the rule change. But I think you think ha- Johanna um, – Let's Hunter Robbins know that that she's got one of them Tom Dawson trophies and he doesn't. I tell you what, man, she's such a nice nice lady now. Obviously, uh, a talented race car driver. It's a shame that that she didn't get in a position to really go do something special because I think she would have. She did a good. I thought she did a good job that year. She ran that seventy Xfinity car. She like, did. She, did, she, fine. she did a good job, but she just never. They didn't have the funding. That I guess. Car right. Sucked. I know you worked with her, right? I there mean, there was a lady funding that deal. Um, and and do they had like a million bucks, a million dollars versus five million dollars. The million dollars is going to lose every time. It's not going to happen. So uh, we should actually – I'll reach out to her. I don't know. Do you think, Jason, she'd be a good guest? I always liked her. I got a picture of her when I was like 12. Oh. Oh. And, and now you're not I was 12 a kid. anymore. You go to now you just Barry White her up. Did you hear how Lola was talking? Like, mm. Yeah, I really yeah, liked her. I, like yeah, 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 I really liked her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mute all your wow. mics. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to mute yours when we start talking about her. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but she'd definitely be fun to get on here. Yeah, she's a sweet girl. Love her to death. We're going to get her on here. I'll work on that. All right, well, now it is time to hit the gas and take our Xfinity speed from the track to the studio. So we'll jump into our weekly fast lane segment where we're going to ask you guys six questions and time each of you to see who can answer the fastest and how many you can get right. You guys aren't very good at this, but TJ, you're up first. You ready? Pass, 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 pass there. Go ahead. You must give an answer. <laughs> Shut up, Jason. Figure it out. These no. are fifth grade All right, questions. Ready, TJ? Yeah, I wasn't Great. listening. All right, how many stage points did Joey Logano earn on Saturday? 14. 15. <laughs> Which playoff driver finished the lowest on Saturday? Ryan Blaney. Byron. Which Toyota finished the highest in Saturday's Xfinity Series race? Martin Truex. This is Xfinity Series race. Oh, what am I thinking? Great oh, Xfinity. That he don't get a second uh, chance. I didn't get a second chance last week when I was kidding. No, uh, Brandon Jones. Harrison Burton. Where Solid. is the giant panda found? What? China. Yep. Ah, Which bone are babies born without? 
Uh, I don't know. Two knows. Pass. Kneecap. How many hearts does an octopus have? Three. I know that. How the hell? Three for That's, Dale. That is a guess. I, it was like seriously. I've never seen more. It was. It was just a number. An octopus has three hearts. Yeah, man. You didn't know that. <laughs> Jesus, Brett. You ain't even got one. You need to borrow a heart from that damn octopus. Oh man. I don't think you could say that. You ever seen a mean octopus? <laughs> nope. Because they got three hearts, man. Oh. <laughs> uh, Surprisingly, TG got two right, out of six right. Freddie, you're up next. All right, let's go. I'm sure. Ask me the ask me the stage points question. Yep, how many Jesus. points did Bubba score on Saturday? This is total in the race. Uh eleven. Whoa, yep. that's a guess. How who finished last on Saturday night? Xfinity? I mean a cup? Uh, no. <laughs> no, man. In the truck race. Quinn Hunt. <laughs> Your buddy Timmy Hill. Timmy Hill. Damn, he's pregnant. Um, how many <laughs> cautions did Friday's Xfinity Series race have? Ooh. Uh, this is a guess. Five. Oh, Ooh. get a guess, too. What shape is a stop sign? Ooh, uh, hexagon. Uh, Ooh, octagon. Octagon, man. Yeah. What an idiot. Oh, that was six sides. The beaver is the national emblem of which country? What'd you say? The beaver is the national <laughs> emblem of which country? The beaver. Beaver? Uh, yeah. I can't no idea. talk about beavers on here. Canada. <laughs> he says can't talk about beaver and they're saying octopus over there. Come on. <laughs> I didn't say that first How many That's eyes does person. a bee have? Four. <laughs> I already got three out of six. You were one off. Bees have five eyes. I got Did I get two chance. or three? No, you got two. Uh, I'm still bad. I'm, I'm screwed. All right, Brett, you're up. All right, great. Where did Clint Boyer start on Saturday? 11th. Who was the highest finishing non-playoff driver? Eric Jones. Reddick with 11th. Who scored their best Xfinity Series finish on Saturday? Brandon Brown. Jeb Burton finished second. (laughs) What is the fastest land animal? Me. No, man. (laughs) Cheetah. Damn, no. 4240. That was a 4-6, dog. (laughs) Cheetah. Whose catchphrase is to infinity and beyond? Austin Powers. Uh, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> oh. Why can't I get the Disney <laughs> You got one last How week. How many ribs are in the human body? <laughs> 12. 14. Oh, my God. Wow. 16. 18. Congratulations, so Freddie. Freddie won, right? Again. That's just that's, that's 12 weeks two. in a row now. I P2 that one. <laughs> How many ribs are there? 24. 12 sets. I wasn't even close. 24 total. Damn. I don't think I got that many ribs. How much for one rib? That's a lot of ribs. (laughs) For the record, most of these are Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader questions, and Freddie kicks your asses every week. Freddie's probably watched that show a bunch, too. I just happen to be smarter than a fifth grader. Always thinking fast on door barber clear. At least some of us are. And so was the race winner, Brad Keselowski, because he had this week's Xfinity fastest lap at Richmond. You know something else that's fast? Xfinity X5. Dude, it's more than speed, too. It's reliable. It's secure. So you're safe and connected throughout your entire home. Speaking of Xfinity, follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter to stay connected with exclusive behind-the-scenes NASCAR content. Shout-out to Xfinity, premier partner of NASCAR and the best podcast in the world. This Ask DBC. Send in your questions 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag AskDBC. 
And now it is time for Ask DBC. And the question this week is from Spa Dilly. When you guys go up to the spotter's stand or grain stands, how do you decide where to position yourself? As far away from bread as possible. <laughs> First of all, DBC listeners, we only have one question on this week's show, and that's either because Jason is too lazy to read y'all's questions or y'all sending in bad questions. Get your questions together. More creative questions. We need some questions. Of course a- he's going to say Ask that. us about some stuff. All right? So – we position ourselves typically based on where we've stood uh, for the most part. We Back in the day, man, we used to pick where we stood based on qualifying. qualifying yeah. So if you if you qualified late, you got to pick late, and therefore you could potentially have a spot that you weren't in favor of. But for the most part, I mean, uh, I, I, I think this is like my 21st year on the roof. So, I mean, I kind of have a spot that I just kind of bed down in. TJ always likes to stand – closest to wherever the cameras are. So the camera side is the roof <laughs> is where TJ gets. That's not true at all. So if you're ever watching a race and like you see the brim of a hat when they, when they pan to turn one, that's TJ. It's, it's that's red. usually not true either because I'm usually too short to be seen on there anyway. So. <laughs> This guy's right over the top of TJ. Yeah, uh, there's usually not an issue. I'm going to take – when we get to the roof, I'm going to take a picture every week of you, and guess what's going to be in the background, Freddie? Cameras. Yeah, I don't pick that. Him and Rocky, him I, and Rocky are, are camera hogs. So, so now I'm like I'm the newest guy out of the group here on the roof. So, whatever it was six, seven years ago when I started, like you get up there and these guys all have spots. You know, they Brett's been in the same spot for 400 years. TJ's been in the same spot for 15 years. So you, you kind of like lay back, let everybody get up there, get your spot. At least this is what you should do. Some guys don't follow this, idiots. But uh, you lay back, you let everybody get up there, and then you see all right where the spots are at, and if there's no spots, you kind of like elbow your way in. But it's been a little different this year because we haven't been on the roof a lot of places, so it's it's all kind of new. And uh, Saturday spot, you know, Saturday spotter stand was pretty cool. Like we were we were actually higher than we are normally, so it was interesting to see that. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of based on seniority, and then you kind of migrate to your buddies. Me and Brett stand next to each other a lot of places, or me and uh, Mike Herm actually, uh, Mike Herman, we stand next to each other a lot of places. So. You know, kind of, you kind of migrate to your little group there. There's, there's some clicks up on the roof. That there's only a handful of places I really want to be where I want to be. Darlington, Indy, uh, Richmond. Oh, Darlington's because of that, big. Like, R- Richmond has big poles in the in our way, based on where the yeah. lights are, right? And if you don't configure where the poles are correctly, uh, it can it can really screw up where you see the racetrack. Like Fontana, you know that that's pylon in turn one. It can or turn two. It can screw up the exit of turn two. Like there, there's some things, obstacles in our vision that we try to uh, maximize our ability to see where we think it's important. But it's only a handful of places. You know what I mean? It's not like it's everywhere. Yeah, I saw uh, before we. You know, since we only have one question, thanks to Jason. Um, there was actually as I was as I was coming in, somebody asked the question. I knew it was going to be too late to get it on the show, so I answered it on Twitter. But we might as well bring it up here, and it's it's a it's a simple answer. It was uh, the real Jr. 24-7 said, when did NASCAR require drivers to have spotters if, you know, if it was required? And I answered him. I said, if you, I mean, it's a terrible video to watch, but it's that Eric Martin crash from uh, ARCA at Charlotte. Charlotte? Yeah. yeah, Deborah in, Renshaw. Yeah. In 2002. If you, if you ever want to see why we're required, go back and watch that. Um, it's, you know, just. 17 seconds after he was wrecking, uh, she made contact with his race car, and he unfortunately lost his life. He was hit driver's side door. Yep. And had spotters been anywhere close to on duty that day, uh, his life would not have been lost. So uh, I was at the racetrack that day. I was not working anything to do with ARCA. I was, you know, working some stuff with Elliot. And 
it was a sad day because it was one of those deaths that you knew could have been prevented. And from then on, we look, we were required as spotters to be on the roof for the race. We were not required to spot anything else. Uh, so typically, um, you would spot from the top of the truck, but you didn't have to. And, and some, some teams didn't have people that could spot yeah. from the top of the truck. But then you look at this accident that happened, and from then on, they said if multiple cars are on the track at the same time, spotters are required. Heartbreaking day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, 17 seconds never happens. No. Not no. a chance. No. Not a chance. Not if, not if one of us are up there doing our job. But um, on, on a positive note, in terms of spotter locations, our, our friend Kip, uh, the assistant series director with the Cup Series, listens to the show every week, and he has really worked with us to to try to help us get good spotter stand locations. Indianapolis was hideous. It was painful. It was hard. It was it was bad. And and outside of that, and I think they listened to us after that. They they moved us around. I mean, there's been places where we weren't on the roof, and they managed to get us yeah, to I was the roof. Say, I forget where were we at, TJ? Where we weren't on the roof when they moved us. Was that Texas? You remember, um, remember you guys were saying wrecks were happening because yeah, of where you were. Yeah, I think it was Texas. It, well, no, it was Michigan. Was it Michigan? It was Michigan. You're right. Yeah. And, yeah. and you guys, and Kip, you know, plays a big hand in that for us. So, Kip, thank you. Uh, we'll throw you a T-shirt, dog. Appreciate you. Yeah. Throw you a hand a T-shirt. He could fit in a large, Hannah. He's small. Yeah, Kip had to deal with me when he was the k and West director. Nice. We'll send you two T-shirts, Kip. <laughs> All right, well, that being said, I, you guys pretty much do it the entire show, but anything else to rant about? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we rant the entire show. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's what this entire podcast is. I'm so happy oh. today. I don't have anything on my mind that I'm upset about. I disagree. It'll happen. We'll be walking out and be like, you'll get mad at something. I've heard some rumors about some dominoes starting to fall in place this week. Yeah. Well, you were mad about the Cowboys. I am mad about the Cowboys. See? They suck. <laughs> Told you he was mad. How do you not cover? <laughs> you what, how you not cover minus one against the Rams? You're welcome, the, America. The, the, <laughs> just to update everybody. The F and the Survivor Pool has gotten to <laughs> week one. We've lost half the pool in the first. That's week. not true. I am enjoying it still. <laughs> I'm in, man. I had the Ravens. They won uh, easily, and and my hundred bucks easily. carries over. So yeah. so it's like a four thousand dollar pool. I don't know if we can say that on here. It's because the IRS may come after us. But it's a $4,000 pool. What happens is there's 20 people that just lost can buy back in. So that's going to be a $6,000 pool. 1099 people? (laughs) Yeah, I'm at 1099, you guys. (laughs) Who'd they pick that lost? Uh, I picked the Colts was the big one. The the Colts, 14 people had the Colts beating the Jaguars. The Colts and Eagles. And they lost. Eagles was three picks. Ryan Priest's Um, dumbass picked the Patriots. I'm sorry, he he picked picked the the Buccaneers with Tom Brady. No, that wasn't the biggest dumbass of the week, though. Can we is he, a, say, is he a Patriots fan? I would not get in a he's car from, with Ryan Priest right now. His luck's so bad. He's Ain't no from, way I'd he's from up there. But Chris Monez took the cake for dumbest pick of the week. So he, he, took, the he took the Browns against the Ravens. He was the only guy that took the Browns. <laughs> but, I mean, in his defense, not that there's a lot that needs to be said for this, the Browns beat the Ravens last year. I would not pick that game. Brett picked that game, I think, right? Did you pick yeah, the Ravens? I picked the Ravens. I would not pick that game just for the fact that they always play each other. No matter how bad yeah. either team is, they always, it's always a close game. And you never know game. how they're going to come out. you got a new head coach, and you got Odeck, Obel, whatever his name is, OBJ. They've moved him to number two receiver. You know he's mad. Like I just think it was a, it was a perfect storm. I just hate I blew through a really good team week one in hindsight. I'm just glad I should have picked a bad lost. team like the Bills. Should have picked a bad team. There's Never a lot of bank there, on the. Bills. There was a lot of bills. <laughs> there was a lot of bills picks. A lot of bills picks. Yeah. That means the Jets really suck. <laughs> on the week two in our survivor pool. Speaking uh, of picks, Hannah, if we win this thing, TJ's got to give you half the money. Remember, he said that. 
Yep, that was his idea. <laughs> he, he, didn't know, he didn't know it was going to be $6,000 at the time. When what? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Damn, I got a pick. Freddie caught me last week. TJ, don't pick me again, man. That sucks. I can't. If I could, I would. <laughs> <laughs> who do you want to beat? I mean, who, who do y'all want to see going bad here? Who gets to pick first? TJ? Yeah, yep. of course. Freddie won. TJ, you're Martin not very Truex good at this. Jr. I picked Clint on purpose last week. What do you mean well, I'm not Brett, very good at this? I TJ picked Chase is, Elliott to win. I'm looking at the score here. It says Brett leads ten or leads 11 over 10. Yeah, you realize going into this so week. You're not very good at this. You realize going into the playoffs, it was like 9, 8, or 9, or 8, 7, 7, or something like that. It was. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm just trying. I'm picking people for bad luck. I mean, I had Chase Elliott at Darlington. He's going to win the championship like this way. Like voodoo dolling them. <laughs> it's like what it is. Look, I had Chase at Darlington. What happens? Bam. I mean, it'd have been who won Darlington? Brett, you or Freddie? Brett. Yeah, I mean that would have been eight to ten, ten. So can't do it. Who do I want? Who do y'all want to see? Uh, what's tightness points battle up here? Where's that page? At? You need, you you, you got to win out, bro. I'm not going for the wins. I'm going for uh, – He's jinxing. I want to make the playoffs. I t- if I was you, I'd take the 22. Nah, that's not happening. Um, Damn, I can't pick Clint. <laughs> Don't pick me. I've been I've been backsliding down to the 24 to 25. I'm going to go with Kyle. Kyle Bush? Yep. You, that's what I was going to take. That's the 28th swear of the I episode. I took him last week. That was a bad idea. He's counting the swears. <laughs> I swore once, Jason. Make sure you get it out. I think you swore twice. Oh, get both of them. That's 24 left. That means you guys are doing well. <laughs> that's, that's pretty low for us, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got, Brett? Oh, it's my turn? Yeah. That Ford is on fire. I'm taking Kevin Harvick. The four car. Didn't you pick him at Darlington? Yeah, you picked him at Darlington. Yeah. I did? Yeah. I, I mean, think. just let's just pick him twice. Hell with it. I mean, I he's can't. not that good. <laughs> what the oh. heck? <laughs> I can't pick him again. Jason's running out of ink in that pen that he's marking. That if we could pick him again, I'd have you again. <laughs> Jason, who won the All-Star race? Clint, or Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. I want Chase Elliott. That Chase is on fire. <laughs> Well, I can't are you picking it. Martin? No. <laughs> TJ, Danny? You Freddie pick. picked Martin last week. You want Danny? Yeah, TJ can't pick his I, can't, I can't decide between Danny and Martin. <laughs> uh, well, you picked Chase Elliott, and I guess I'll take Dude, you don't... Joey Logano. Uh, this way they can run into each other on the last lap again. And Brett will win. Yeah. As long as Chase will get a win out of him. Let's go, Chase. I seen a meme yesterday that said... Uh, the Patriots are such bandwagon fans. Nobody showed up to the first game that Tom Brady didn't play. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Could you imagine being Cam Newton's uh, stylist? Yeah. <laughs> so how he is like the... Big Bird yesterday walking in? Oh my gosh, terrible! Like, what are you doing? What do you mean? I got that same suit. He won. <laughs> it changed no chance. So you hear you this? That he won. You played the Miami oh, Dolphins. I, I loved it yesterday. Uh, every Patriot fan I know is like, "Yeah, take that, Tom." Belichick rules. I'm like, you beat the Dolphins, and Tom lost yeah. to the Saints. Uh, let's let's wait a su- week. <laughs> the Saints are, are picked by many to go to the Super Bowl this yeah. year. Drew Brees is so – like, he's obviously done well, but he's so underrated. He's the man. You know, I got I, I meant to tweet uh, old Crush Boy last night because I didn't – I mean, he's probably watching – like, we watch the races a lot different than he does. Yes. He probably watches football way different than we do. He was. But I did not think that it was that as bad as I was expecting. I thought – I mean, obviously there's a lot of points because of missed defensive assignments, but I was expecting it to be way yeah. worse the way he talked about I it. I know, man. I, I mean – all right, so so the one thing I did notice and was brought up a little bit, and this is just for the 
hardcore NFL people, the Bills brought back 70% of their players, which is big right now because they already knew the playbook. They're familiar with each other. Anybody who had a lot of turnaround on the teams, I can see where this would really hurt. Like the, the Colts? Limited play call. <laughs> yeah. So I can see where this would really hurt. But, you know, winning week one over the Jets, I'm not saying anything about my Bills yet. Yeah, they won. They should have won. Yeah, wait till they play somebody. Yeah, they should have won, though, you know. but Six and a half point favorite. They should have won. You're right. Mm, exactly. I'm not going to go. Colts were an eight point favorite, and they lost. Congrats, Homeboy Fred. back here. Homeboy's talking Super Bowl over here already. I with did Cam not Newton. say that. <laughs> you, you will. He won. See, apparently, I need to watch more football if I'm going to keep filling in. Yeah, get on that, Hannah. Thanks Yikes. for uh, thanks for thanks for super subbing again. Yeah, tell uh, Janet thanks for making a guest appearance. I got two T-shirts coming. I'm going to wear your T-shirt on the show when I get it. You know where I live. Drop it off my house. And then Crush Boy is sending us all, except for Dillner, because Dillner wasn't sending his shirt size. The Black Dale Junior T-shirt. <laughs> I cannot wait to wear that shirt. I'm I'm going to spot a race in and that the shirt. Black Dale Junior because shirt. you, Freddie, you know my sense of humor. Like I think that is the best oh. thing ever, I, and I think it's awesome that he's dubbed himself that. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, nothing like giving yourself a nickname. Where, where was I mean? he last <laughs> night? Where was he last night, man? He, he well, I got... texted him and he said that he had to uh, he had to watch the games because I guess he was doing football shows today. Yeah, so. yeah, gotcha. Thank you guys for listening. We gotta go. Jason's freaking out. We're off to uh, Bristol this week. Make sure you watch. Uh, Love you guys. Call at us. Call us. See him. See ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.